What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Hello, Greg. Hey, how are you? I'm well. We just had a, a really good conversation during the pre-show about Teen Wolf. Possibly <laughs> one of my favorites, because I love Teen Wolf, and I will talk to anybody about Teen Wolf all the time. We had a really good pre-show it about is, it. it. It's just so fascinating going back and watching all those old 80s movies. Yeah. Uh, well, from one... With uh, the modern lens. Uh, with modern lens, modern social politics, and being 38 years old and yeah. not a dumb kid. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, wow. There's a lot of there's a lot more complexities to these relationships between these kids. I than cannot I thought was. agree with you on Mick, but sure, there is some complexity. I'm just saying, there's Wolf. Mick and the Mick and the Johnny Lawrence uh, examples are two that you. What's could, Johnny Lawrence? I missed this. Johnny one. Lawrence is Karate, Karate Kid, Kid. Um, and Karate Kid's the exact same thing, right? Like have, Pat, I think it was Pat Oswald had a great uh, uh, thing that he did. Did where you he talk about the pre-show? What's that? Did you talk about the pre-show? Or are you bringing him in? No, I'm just bringing this into the mix now. Okay. Uh, Pat Oswald had a great like uh, he wrote a great article and then read it on a radio show. You guys can yeah. find that on YouTube if you want. Um, where basically he links all of uh, Johnny Zapka, I think it was William Zapka, William Zapka, the character, the guy that played Johnny, links all of his roles together through logic. Oh yeah. Like it's the same character, but he got so embarrassed by Daniel Larusso that he had to change his name and go over there, and that's like where it's better off dead. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. he goes to eventually, he's like he just wanted to get away. And all he wanted to do was get away to go to college. But the through line is that there's some olive skinned asshole kid who's shorter than him who keeps stealing <laughs> his girlfriend. And he goes, and all he wanted to do is go to college and, and be on the swim team. And then not only did this same olive skinned kid steal his girlfriend, but his fucking dad came too and beat him in a diving contest. <laughs> <laughs> the triple Lindy. The triple Lindy. You got to have that. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're this? an audio listener, it's just us. Yeah. No Tim today. Tim off still. I think fine. It, He's in Japan now, right? It was his final day in Bali, so he might be in the air to Japan at this point. Maybe still sleeping in Bali. I can't keep it all straight. Doing a meet and greet on Saturday uh, in Tokyo, I think, outside I don't of... I not bother uh, telling him. No one's going to see this in time. All right. No, you know what I mean? Oh, no, but the pre-show people... Exactly. People, if, you're, if you're wondering what the pre-show is, remember, if you support us on Patreon.com slash kind of funny for a buck, you get a pre-show and a post-show, and you get to watch us record this show live. And of course, if you go to Patreon.com slash show and funny, you can get the video version of it each and every Friday that has the pre and post show as well but it's just us now baby yeah it's not us what, what is <laughs> oh Sorry, so right before we went live the pre-show was going long it was like 30 minutes cool Greg threw this up cool Greg threw up the whole article ktvu.com reports six months of jail awaits trick-or-treaters over 12 in Virginia town Can you, this is Larry D. Curtis for people the listening TV staff the top image they're using for this is absolutely perfect for that headline it is a pumpkin with a, a jack-o'-lantern eating a pumpkin and it's all rotting away and it's uh, terrifying give me a scroll down there cool Greg thank you Happy Halloween, but not if you're a teen. In parts of Virginia, anyone 13 or older who goes trick-or-treating can be sent to jail for up to six months, according to hrscene.com. And no matter what age, trick-or-treaters after 8 p.m. can land... Trick-or-treating after 8 p.m. can land you in the clink for up to 30 days. Fines range from $25 to $100. While Chesapeake, Virginia's code is pretty strict, the city isn't alone. In many areas, going door-to-door, ringing or knocking, and expecting a treat for those over 12 is a criminal offense. Newport allows the activity through the 7th grade or at the at 12-year-old person. But after that, anyone engaging in such behavior is guilty of a Class 4 misdemeanor, the same as many communities in the area. It also states, quote, no company, parent, or guardian shall wear a mask of any type, perhaps in case they get tempted to trick-or-treat. Portsmouth allows it from 5 to 8, 12 and younger. Halloween is Wednesday. <laughs> I, Get fucked, everybody. No, I got to be honest. I understand where this You're comes from. You're a monster. From. Because when I was a kid, like when we, we wanted to go out and still experience it, but we yeah. didn't like, we couldn't, there was no real outlet for us to do that. So we, yeah, you'd go trick or treating, but you wouldn't dress up and then you'd inevitably get into some sort of trouble. You know what I mean? Like, but dude, let me put it this way. If you're 16 me. years old and you're still going out for candy trick or treating, you got to 16, just, you're not doing trick or treating. 
That's what I bet. I think that's what they're trying to get across. They're not doing it 16. It's like 12, 13. Like no one's going out and being like, "Hey, kid, you look a little old for your age. Are you the, are you the one kid in junior high that got armpit hair early, or are you show me 17 your show years me your old? ID? Show me a yeah. First off, I didn't. Even, I don't think I had an ID when I was a kid. How no, the fuck are they gonna not. card these people? Exactly, these kids don't have yeah. driver's licenses. It's just to put the fear of God in them. Yeah, it's when it's you just, lie to people. This is totally not uh, enforceable. Hundred percent. They're just looking for older kids. You think that'll give you? Yeah, that's it. I think they should be able to, to wear masks though. Come on. If I'm going to shoot the place up, I'm not going to walk around with my kid also in a costume. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think it's more about that. I think it's more about like you're you're wearing a mask and if you kidnap a child, they can't tell who you are. Is that what it's about? No, I just made that up. No, I I don't. It's just it's weird. I think it's just I really do think it's just to de-incentivize asshole teenagers from like aching people's houses and shit like that from being out and being a part of it. Plus, let's be honest. Let the kids be the kids. Let the but, kids be the kids. But kid, I feel man. like 12 is a little too young for the cutoff there. I feel 14 is a good age to tell kids to stop trick-or-treating. I'll, say, I'll, I'll accept that. You know, because you're a freshman that. in high school at that point. Yeah, for, I'm trying to remember when I stopped trick-or-treating. Probably junior high for me. I used to go out with Stu all the time, but we yeah, just smoked cigarettes. Oh. I'm like, Ma, we're going to go trick-or-treating. And she's like, you're not dressed in costumes. And I'm like, I know. And she's like, and you don't have anything to put candy yeah, in. Yeah, where's like, your pillowcase? And I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to stuff a couple pieces in my, in my pocket. And don't worry if I smell like cigarette smoke. Stu is a bad influence on you. I was a bad influence on Stu. Yeah? Yeah. I was the one that got Stu smoking. I got uh, my buddy Ryan smoking. Uh, my brother was a bad influence on me. He smoked originally. And I was like, that looks cool. I want to yeah. do that. Yeah. And then just holding the cigarettes when you were a kid was like the coolest fucking thing. Of course, of course. And you'd smell them and you'd have them. It was like your little secret. They like smell like, like cool thing. Oh, I love them. Yeah. That smell of tobacco is still the best. It's it's a cool smell. But, you know, I'm glad I, I don't sm- smoke anymore. Cause, I wish uh, smoking was good for you because it looks cool. Well, it just, you know, it used to be in the 50s, but they True. fucked it up. Yeah, you know, we exactly. all had to be they went in there and they with, with the, each other. They messed with it. You know what I mean? It does look cool. Though, it does look really cool. You know what I mean? I want to know when the last time I trick or treated was. When did I, we fall out of the trick-or-treating game? Officially trick-or-treating probably before junior high, I would imagine. Before junior high? Yeah, I probably the last time I See, actually my parents took me out to trick-or-treat was like well before Well, yeah, junior your high. parents taking you out. That's a different ball right. of wax. But you get, I mean, I feel like I got together. I remember getting together sixth grade maybe with some of the neighborhood kids and going one, one, one last time. But the problem is my neighborhood had a bunch of kids in it. Yeah. And then we all grew up and then there were no more kids left. So mm. nobody did the thing where it was like my street. There was one amazing year yeah. when I was like, I must have been like 10 or 11, maybe even a little younger, maybe like nine or 10. Yeah. Where my, uh, the house down the street had a big haunted house. Like, uh, they they you know they decked the whole thing out so you walked in and the whole, it went all the way through the garage to the end and then had a thing and it was like the epicenter it may it turned the entire street into like the place everyone in the surrounding neighborhoods came to so you walked out and it looked like that scene from Halloween where all the kids oh, were sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and it was just like very lively and everyone it, it was just this weird confluence of like everyone had um, decorated their houses yeah. and so kids were going all over the place and you walked all the way down and it took you like two hours to get back up because you were stopping around sure. and seeing everyone to the house it was so cool and then I never had that experience again that sucks yeah I think that was that was always one of my disappointments of living living in unincorporated Glen Ellen mm-hmm. was the fact that since it was unincorporated everybody had giant yards so yeah. there weren't that many houses to a block and there was no sidewalk and it was like you wandered around and like it was a huge neighborhood but it didn't have that unified hey we're all in this for Halloween together doing something crazy you I had good obviously trick-or-treating good yeah. good stuff but it was just like I wanted it to be more like houses next to each other and, and then is, you get to San Francisco here and nobody fucking does it well that's the thing so I was I was talking to uh, one of my friends who was a kid and he was like you know if you guys want to come out with us we're gonna we're gonna 
put the kid in the car. We're all dressing up. I think the kids dressing up a hot dog, and the parents are being mustard and ketchup. Who's this? Uh, Eric. Okay. Yeah. Um. And they were like, you know, if you want to spend some time with with our kid and like go up, I'm like, I would love to. First off, like this sounds awesome, but what are you guys gonna do? They're like, we have to get out of the city. Yeah. So they're driving up to a neighborhood in Marin, parking. And taking him around that, mm. but it is a neighborhood that is known for and invites people oh, to bring the kids. Outsiders. Okay. So that, like, if you're, it's just the place that people go to trick or treat. Bigger houses, gotcha. Um, a full nice size candy bars. Yeah. First off, no, the full size candy bars. You're asking, you're asking for trouble. Hey, man. Bite size candy bars, and I'm not talking like half fun candy size. bars. No, 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 not fun size. Bite size is how you go. Oh, you want like the Snickers? That's just a cube. Anything between the two to one inches is good. But you know how there's always so the half bars. Yeah, it's the worst. The worst. And people that give you don't like fun size. People who give full size candy bars at Halloween. What are you trying to prove? That they're, fucking, they're fucking, loaded and they got a, they have a Sam's Club card. That's what they're trying. You to better prove. than me, Sam's Club. Yeah. Bullshit. I only had it once, but I will give a shout out to the the full Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. The singles, the singles, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah that's true. good. Yeah. I did have it one year where I I've loved Halloween since birth. Some say I came out of my mother with a jack lantern on my head. Naturally. Uh, there Much was your mom's chagrin. <laughs> there was one. <laughs> oh, get in there? I'll tell you what, actually, too. You know what? Hold on. Oh, I got the this? phone out. If you gotta, show me a picture of your birth right now, I would be very, very impressed. Uh, I'm sure you would be. Okay, I'm not on Do Not Disturb. Uh, I had a phone call with my mother. Okay. We're, taking a, we're taking a detour here. Yeah, let's go. I had a phone call with my mother uh, at the grocery this? store. Is it too early to do this? No, not at all. It's you and me. We're partying. Yeah, baby. It's gonna be, I won't lie to you guys. Strap in for one of the best game over shows gonna all the time. It's going to be better than anything. I was talking to my mom at the grocery store the other day, and she didn't catch the one of the Poe episodes live. Oh, really? Yeah, so she watched it later on demand on Patreon.com, as you can. And she had a bone to pick with you and Tim or whatever. But mainly when, I think it was you said. <laughs> what did I say? Yeah, we were talking about some story about my growing up, my mom. And you're like, yeah, your mom's scary. <laughs> and Tim was like, yeah. Like intimidating is what you meant it as yeah. when we were telling some story. Oh, yeah. And mom was like, oh, that's nice to hear. And I'm like, you can call and yell at Nick whenever you want Listen, on the show. I have been around your mother. Multiple times. Yeah, that's true. She is an amazing human being. I can't I can't tell you how grateful we are to have her support. Sure. She's awesome. She comes out here. She's totally game to do anything. Sure. She's got a record. great sense of humor when it comes to like, you know, us us calling her big old Jamie Kennedy and all yeah. that stuff. Fantastic. But I have seen her smile exactly twice. <laughs> and that <laughs> is she is first off, I'm in <laughs> She is uh she I first off I'm intimidated by moms. Because I'm a mama's boy. So you have to understand, like, I hold parents still in that reverential sure. light. Yeah, your mom's your mom's an intimidating mom, too. My mom's scary as fuck, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, sometimes my mom will start texting me. I'm like, I gotta just, throw, I gotta burn the phone. I, just, I, can't, <laughs> I can't take this. No, but your mom, your mom is a very serious person with a hilarious sense of humor. But it, it's it's made better and funnier because she holds herself so, like, she carries herself so well. Yeah. And she's she is a little intimidating, I'm not gonna lie. She's one of those people that, like, says... I'm not going to be. She puts off the air of I'm not going to be easily impressed by your shenanigans. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as a person who made a, a in high school and college, who made a point out of trying to charm my significant other's mothers so that yeah. they would like me and not think that I was just. A you look at my bag, mom. You're like tough nut to crack. I'm like she's she's not going for this. No matter what just, I pull you, out you of Carpino Charm You show up with the flowers to date her daughter and, and my mom opens them. the door and you just leave. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, oh, not oh, going to oh. win this battle. The record scratches and I'm like, ah, plenty other terrible fi- mistake. Plenty other fish in the sea. She actually reminds me a lot of, uh, in, in high school I dated a girl whose mom was very, very, very like, had that same like level of confidence. Sure. And I was just like, I can't, I'm not, I don't have the tools to make I'm this not person like to, me. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, it was always like, parents just knew better. And so you, when you when you were in high school and you were so serious about someone, they always had it in the back of their brain. That they were like, "Kid, 
This kid's not gonna last. First off, the kid. This shit ain't gonna last. Yeah. yeah, you know, like you're you're both gonna go to college. You're not going to the same school. Yeah. Like, let me just suffer through this dipshit kid's like dumb, narrow-minded perspective on life. Let me try to keep him from, you know, and my daughter from making terrible mistakes together. <laughs> and like, we'll get it. We'll get them all on the track. And then, so they just have that look in their face of like, just don't derail my daughter's life. I have to imagine you know? looking back at the girls I dated or took to dances or whatever, what their parents. If I could have, yeah, like, it's they one of those things. You though, it's they leave the house or like we leave the house to go to the homecoming or whatever, and the door closes. I would love to be able to like time travel now and like. And they answer like, hey, I know, like somehow not make them freak out that I'm time traveling. But yeah. be like, first impression is that fucking kid. What did you think? Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, what did you think of this pudgy fucking dough ball rolling up with his horrible glasses and bad shellacked hair? Oh, God. To they talk to you about taking your daughter God, to homecoming. They must have been just so. Ugh, they must have hated me. Actually, I, I, a lot of a lot of the girls that I did, I didn't do that many girls in high school. But out of all of them, I think there was only one mother that didn't like me and the dads liked me too yeah the most part because then the dads looked at me and they were like he's pretty not intimidating you know oh, sure, i wasn't yeah. a football player or anything like that yeah, it, did, it wasn't like i was hyper aggressive or or, or whatever that i came think, later uh i'm still waiting i'm still waiting for that to come but uh but yeah i don't know it was it was always interesting watching like people's reactions to me there was this one girl who i dated her mom just did not like me yeah she just didn't like me and i was like you're never, never gonna, over no i was like you're never gonna like her dad was super cool and like really nice guy, but I think the mom was the one that was like, I'm going to be the role in this relationship that is skeptical of everything that comes near my daughter. The dad was like, we were like homies. Sure. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Imagine me dating your daughter. We've come for your daughter, Chuck. Beetlejuice. Yeah, Beetlejuice. Nice. Excellent Beetlejuice. line. Nice. Yeah. Uh, one thing Nostalgia. before I do the intro, what I was, I was sure. originally, I only, I loved Halloween coming out of the womb. My favorite holiday. I knew that early on. I remember one year. I, we went trick or treat, you know, I'm a little kid, so we go trick or treating early before the sun goes down. Then it was nighttime. And I remember one year my mom went to go, I don't know, make something in the kitchen or whatever. And so I was answering the door for trick or treaters. And uh, these older kids showed up. Yeah. And I'm, we'll say I'm five to seven. These kids, 13 or 14. You know what I mean? Old right. enough. They, they've, they've, they understand what's going on over there. And what I, I now, I applauded them then and I applaud them now is that it must have been three of them, and they got to the door and saw me excited to give out candy, and they totally played me like a fiddle, where they went to the back of the line. Like, there was three or four of them lined up, and so the first one would go back to the back of the line, <laughs> and, like, Classic. knock off his hat and come up and get more candy, and they all did it, and finally my mom came out, and she's like, how is this still, oh, wait a second, no, like, my mom yeah, immediately mom figured it out, sussed out what was happening, yeah. and scared them off the front porch. Yeah, you thought you But I was like, you know what, mom, they are in the candy. They knew what they were up to. That was a, that was a good move on their part. It, it was one of those things where you're like, I just, like, you went candy crazy when sure. you go trick-or-treating. Sure. Well, it's just such a brilliant idea. Free candy? Free candy? From, strangers? From strangers? Yeah, I want what that. could go wrong? Of course I want that. And now it's so funny Knocking because... Knocking on random people's dark doorways? Yes. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, when you were a kid, you'd look and be like, clearly these people aren't into Halloween. There's not one decoration up. Let's knock on their door anyway. Hey, man, I'm getting every fucking house it's in the block. It's called trick-or-treat. All right? So yeah, yeah. you don't have a treat for me. You gonna get tricked. You gonna get tricked. You gonna get tricked. Uh, but it's it's funny now because you you as as all my friends are starting to become parents and I'm seeing life through their eyes, I'm just like they're like horrified by this concept of Halloween. Oh yeah. As well, yeah. I mean, they're just like, I, I was talking to to Eric and I was like, what do you want to like? Are you just how old is two? Three? I think he's like two or three. Yeah. Okay. I think he's two actually. No, I think he, yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Enough to walk around and understand what's going on. Sure. Uh, but, Driving yet? What's that? Driving yet? 
Uh, I mean, I gave him the keys, but he just wouldn't get in. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's it's funny because I'm like, do you give him the whole bag? Because we were kids, it was my brother, me, whatever asshole friends my brother was hanging out with. We'd all go out, get a shit ton of candy, and just come back. I remember dump it on the floor, floor, lay on your belly, go through it, watch some horror movie that's on TV. I mean, and my mom would just be like, they're not making noise or breaking things. Let eat whatever they want. At no point was it ever discussed. And then all the candy got taken and put in like a bowl, and then that got put in the cupboard, and then you would just eat that until it was done yeah but now people are like oh no we people don't do that anymore i'm like what do you mean and they go kids go out they get as much candy as they want to get but then they're only allowed to have a few pieces and you and i'm like what do you do with the rest of it and they're like oh we throw it away fuck these people and i go you fucking monster tell them i I know where they tell them this in a non-threatening way the first part i know where they live yeah okay maybe gladly come pick that candy up and bring it kind of funny try it again I'll gladly come to your house, which go. I know where it is and if you lock your doors or not, and I'll bring the candy to kind of funny. <laughs> okay. The inclusion of the locking the doors makes it sound like you're threatening them a little bit. Just a skosh. If you don't give me the candy, I'll give out your address on the on the show. Uh, do you think there's ever going to be a time in your life where you look at a bowl of tiny little candies and think, like, happiness? Like, do you think you're, that's I mean, ever going to be... that now? Where no, I, I just I mean, at- like, do you think you'll ever look at it differently? Because right now, even when I see... Uh, I forget whose house I was at the other day, but they had the plastic... Jack Lantern. Oh God, yeah, yeah. The one that was not very well designed because inevitably you would scrape the top of your hands yeah. off oh, on yeah. the oh, lid the that rim? was very, very sharp. Oh yeah, yeah. Every time. But when I was a kid, I was like, "That's happiness to me, right?" Yeah, totally. And even to this day, you walk in any offices or whatever, we and there's get one. just we the pile of can- Joey, I put that on the shopping I think line. we have one. Oh, oh it might have been our house. <laughs> yeah, <we did. laughs> yeah, Dan Riker. It is filled with box. It is filled box. But yeah, I love. See now, I see what I loved about the Jack Lantern. Well, mm-hmm. that's the two things I love about the plastic yeah. Jack Lantern. One, number one, of course, ha- being a kid and having it. Swing but it, then also, the head. Uh, yeah, swinging doing that. Uh, one B on this conversation was you were the same age bracket as me. Yeah. Do you remember when Happy Meals? Did the Happy Meals that were came in the plastic jack o' lantern heads as well, and then for the the rest of people's lives, those things were in your house as well. No, see, people ja- trick or treating with McDonald's jack o' lanterns. No, because I got I got my parents for whatever reason. Uh, we were a Taco Bell Taco Bell family. Sure. So whenever we wanted fast food, it was very seldom that we went to McDonald's. We were always we had a Carl's Jr. very close driving distance away from my house where I grew up. Um, and then, of course, my family, I've talked about this before, we have a lineage of working at Taco Bells. So the Taco Bell, my aunt and my uncle both worked at the same Taco Bell. They don't think it's there anymore when they were young, when they were like teenagers. Did they meet there? Uh, no, 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 brothers and sisters. My apologies. So my aunt, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I totally had the... <laughs> I had it queued up with hot. <laughs> yeah, understand. they met there. Hot. Uh, to be fair, they're oh, no, their brother and sister. Hot. They were good looking oh, people. Okay. Um, <laughs> still good looking. Good looking family. We age well. Uh, but no, so I never really got, I never really was exposed too much to the happy meal phenomenon. I just think you would have seen them. It doesn't matter. Sure. Number two, when we went to college yeah. and we drank a little beverage called paint can, when October rolled around, you'd get the paint Halloween jack-o'-lantern. Mm-hmm. And, you, and the bottom, of course, has a hole in it, mm-hmm. which you would plug up with gum. And okay. then you had, a, you had the paint can going. Yeah. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Game Over Greggy Show. Each and every week, four, sometimes two, best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where you can support Kind of Funny and get each and every episode of the Game Over Greggy Show early. How early? It's up to you. You can watch it as we record it live for a buck, or you can wait till Friday when we post the early access mp3 and video the video including the pre and post show we do as well if you don't want to give us any bucks no big deal you can get the podcast one week later that's right a whole week friday mp3 video no pre or post show no big deal 
Thank you for your support, no matter how you give it. Every time you do that, how early? Because for the first few times you did that, oh, you first, threw to me. And first three it, and, dozen times. I yeah, it. and I was like, I'm ready to go. And you've never thrown to me again. I know. I, I, well, now I know you want it. I'll give it to you. I don't want it. It'd just be nice to be considered. Well, let's go through housekeeping. Give it Today, to me. we're brought to you by patreon.com slash kind of funny. Uh, if you didn't know, the October fan mail tier is, we haven't taken it yet, going to be a print photo of us as Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. <laughs> we're such idiots. Now, the, the big question is, wh- who in this office will be Slimer? Will it be Portillo? No, Portillo's got his own proton pack and jumpsuit. He's going to be a don't, Ghostbuster. Don't ruin the surprise. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were in the process of elimination. <laughs> yeah, we're not. No, okay. We're having some fun. Okay. I'm excited about this. Me too. I, we'll sign him. I'll say this. This, ho- this. this episode of the Game Over Greggy show is quickly turning into the Halloween episode. And you know what? I don't care. Ooh. Because we don't. I'm going to tell you this right now. You and I are probably the most outspoken advocates for Halloween, and we fail every year. We do not celebrate Halloween enough in this office. It should be a whole month of it. I agree. You should watch a, there should be a TV with scary movies on in the background. Sure. We should have uh, a place in the office that you hear the stupid howl, whatever anything happens. You go in, it's like a haunted house. I love Halloween so much. It's one of I the didn't only know you reasons. Halloween this much. Oh, I love it. It's it's my it's my second favorite holiday, and I love it because it starts the holiday season off, and then it's bookended with my my favorite holiday, which is my birthday. Groundhog's Day. No, January thirteenth, my birthday. Gotcha. Which is great. I feel like it's awesome that everyone celebrates that day as my birthday. Sure, of course. Super cool. How can they forget? Me and Naomi, same day. Kind of pissed off about that. She needs to move it. Naomi Kyle? Yeah. Well, I heard you ran her out of San Francisco about this. I heard. You sure did. I was like, yeah. you got to go live in my old town, Irvine. If you want to be me, you got to start on my roots. It's live true. in Irvine. That's true. He did say that, and that's yeah. how that all happened. Uh, also today, the Patreon producer, DJ Kento. Yep. Yep. Thank you for your support. Kento been really, really supporting out a lot there. I want to give another shout out to him, too, because he's been gifting subs. You know, it was yes, September. Over on Twitch. And just gifting subs left and right. He must have spent at least, I mean, I just ballparking at $87,000. Holy shit. Yeah, just giving people subs. So thanks, DJ. I appreciate that. And then, of course, all these Patreon names who supported us in the month of September. Thank in you. In the arms of I thought we were going to go. Do you remember the 21st of September? Oh, you missed the dance party we had on the 21st night of, or 21st day of September. We cut the pre-show music on the morning show. We just played that. It was a good time. That's that great. Though. That sounds a lot yeah. of fun. I was, I'm sad I wasn't invited to that. We have You're uh, on vacation. I we, noticed I'm not invited to anything Joey does. Like what? Brunches. Fortnite parties. Uh, you don't play Fortnite anymore. so Nick and I are playing it at EGLX, so yeah. we need to get unrusty. All right? Uh, hey, what season are you on now? Like I didn't 18? do the inviting for brunch. So huh? I didn't do the inviting for brunch. So. I was being very. I was. I'm not talking oh. about anything specific. I just know you go to brunch a lot. <laughs> this was not a real thing. What's this amazing is, is she, thing. you straight up called her out without knowing. She had answers. She's like, I didn't do the invites for the brunch. You're like, is, what brunch? Is there a real is there brunch? A brunch that I didn't get It's from this weekend. I was playing Assassin's Creed. I wasn't gonna fucking move from the couch. Don't worry about it. That Goldfarb tries to get me to go do stuff all the time. Ah, uh, topic number one because we have two today. Yeah. Your high school reunion. Yes, I've been talking about uh, going to this. Excited, a little nervous, a little 20 anxious. Twenty years. Twenty year. High school reunion, and it was awesome. Yeah, it was so great. Was yeah. it like a? Was it like a comedy? It looked like it looked like Michael Rosenbaum's movie. We it, can't remember the name of it. It was a very great uh, uh, combination of zaniness and nostalgia that I did not expect, but yeah. I had hoped for. Because what I I noticed, you went away. Mm-hmm. I knew you were leaving, mm-hmm. and then immediately the Nick at Night on the Instagram starts. What, I'm yeah. getting a whole bunch and of Nick updates back. here on the mm-hmm. on on your Instagram stories. It's you making pizzas with the fam. They look delicious, of course. Mm-hmm. It's you and Stu going to some weird arcade. Yeah. I'm like, I think they've been drinking. 
It was, uh, <laughs> then it was like your, your, uh, your ID, like start where you want to start. But this seemed to have all the setups of Nick Scarpino going back to his small town. This doing was, all this, stuff. this was that and more. Yeah. So I'll, I'll start from the beginning. I'll walk you guys through this. And I was, you know, I was, I'll be honest. Like I didn't realize until I got through the actual event that I had a little anxiety about this. Really? Because, yeah. It was weird. I, I, I didn't go to my tenure and if I'm Good being move. honest, it, I pretended like it didn't matter to me, but I think I was just like, I don't, I'm not really mentally prepared. Maybe I'm not in a good space. Maybe I'm not proud of where I'm at. I don't know. But for whatever reason, I just shied away from going to my tenure. Stu went because Stu has no fears in life whatsoever. Dude, Stu clearly is like that social butterfly. He is a social butterfly. He's, yeah, yeah, He's yeah, just a lovely, lovely person. You know, uh, my wife, Jean-Vierre St. Thomas, loved my life. She, you know, pointed out early on in her time around us that cool Greg. Yeah. A new soul. Yeah. So amazed by all of the things in the world. You know what I mean? Like, he's just, he can't believe it. He's like the Stu, angel, put him in a body. Stu, not nearly as new a soul no, as Cool Greg, older. but still, no, not, I mean, like, I'm not way old. I think just, uh, he has a little bit on Cool Greg, where he's still super excited about everything. Oh, yeah. He's not a beat down, weary old man like you and me. I have never in my life seen Stu get angry at anything. Wow. Ever. Period ever. Like, yeah. He is just the most even keel. Like I've never seen him not just like happy go lucky and sure. having a great time. Sure. I'm sure there are times of frustration, but I see that from you. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So I uh, going in, I was like, hey, do you and your wife want to come over? My mom's going to make pizza. Uh, I'm going to throw it out. We're going to make like I'll, I'll roll it out and, and throw oh, yeah. the dough and all that stuff. And oh, I'll yeah. make the pizzas for you. Why don't you guys come over on Friday night? We'll catch up before because Stu's a very important person to me. And I knew he was going to be in town. Um, oh, he doesn't live around there anymore? No, he lives over in Orange, Orange County, which is only like 40 minutes away. Gotcha. But, you know, on a Friday, it can take a little while to get there. Okay. Um, so he ended up coming over for pizza. I rolled out. Of course, there was four of us, so we had to make five pizzas mm-hmm. uh, naturally. And you saw the size of them, so quite a lot of pizza. This is dough from over. scratch? Uh, my mom doesn't make it from scratch anymore. No, she gets it from a, a deli. Gotcha. So she'll go and just buy the pizza dough sure. raw, and then she lets it uh, rise or yep. prove, as the uh, the Brits say. Okay. Um, and so when I got there, it was ready to go. And then Stu came over. Uh, his wife was a little sick, so she was gonna. She stayed in. She doesn't like you. Uh, no, she loves me. I'm awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but she was like, I'm a little sick, and I want to just stay in and, and conserve it for tomorrow night. Here's the first question I have about all these, these things happening, right? Yeah. When you you go back home, not a lot, but enough. Enough, yeah. Yeah. So does this visit feel different? Does it feel like you're like your? Does it feel like it looks like in the movies when people go back, like oh, I haven't been here forever, I'm my own it, room, and oh man, I'm- not my room. Because I stay there Christmases and Thanksgiving and stuff sure, like sure. that. So I'm very, the, the house never really changed for me. The walls change color, of course, because my mom likes to paint. She loves, she likes to clean things up. My dad loves to do the yard say, work. Big Lou's got to be doing something. Yeah, Big Lou. So the, the house has changed, but when I walk in, it still feels very familiar. Yeah. Um, what was crazy is, so Stu came over and Stu got a new car. Of course. I don't know, you, I don't know if you check uh, at Wheelie Cool vids. or Wheelie underscore, under, I think it's Wheelie underscore vids videos on anyway Joey, can, cool I get a, can i get a search on what fucking stew's handle well, he's, wheelie he's, underscore cool yeah wheelie underscore cool you can check out and see he's very into cars and Stu does obviously as a side job uh he has about i think thirty thousand or forty thousand subscribers on wheelie cool videos on youtube what he does is he's really into cool cars yeah and he just got one of his dream cars uh the other day he's fortunate enough to have um uh i believe it's 2006 porsche 911 carrera s mm. which is a car that weighs about as much as me and has 355 horsepower. And he was like, I'll let you drive it. And I was like, I'll make you pizza if you let me drive it. So we ate pizza. Uh, Thankfully, did not drink anything. 
and we go and he's like why don't we go out uh in the car we'll take we'll take a ride on the car while the pizzas are cooking and uh come back eat and then we'll go get some coffee and like just tear up the town or sure, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. Go out and he's like he, he drives me around in this thing. Now Stu is a very very good driver. He does track days. He knows oh, how yeah. to, he knows how to drive these cars. Very, this is very his well. life. This I is remember his he life. did a game over Greg's show with us. Where he yeah, about. he did. Uh, this car is fast as shit. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm excited. I'm gonna drive a Porsche for the first time in my entire life. And then he pulled over and he opens his door and I was like, oh shit, this is happening. I have to drive this car now. It was terrifying. I'm sure. And I'll say after driving it around for approximately 20 minutes, I'm like, that's good. I don't need that much car. Yeah, right. I, I thought it was going to be so cool that I'm like, I'm going to buy a Porsche one day and I'm going to fantasize about that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not man enough to drive this too car. Too much pickup? It's too much. It's fast. Yeah. It's, it's just it's scary fast. Yeah. Scary fast. Yeah. And it doesn't have it doesn't have a turbo in it or supercharged, so it doesn't have that like wind up where you feel like the the car is about to gun. It just goes. It is a, almost a linear, like a straight line. Of like, oh, like you're just in the car in front of you in a couple seconds. But um, so we decide. I'm like, hey. We should go out for a cup of coffee, hang out. Let's let's keep let's keep catching up because Stu was there with my folks and we were all talking. But he's a different dynamic when it's just he and I. Of course, talking about some business ventures that he's got going on, hanging out. Go to our old stomping ground, which is like the first Starbucks that was ever in Riverside. Yeah, hanging out there, uh, and that's where we found the Japanese arcade, which gotcha. I had no idea existed there. And we were trying to win a Pikachu the entire time. And the best we could do was a tiny little Pikachu that I then gave away to one of the best friends who was following my Instagram best stories. Friend, and was yeah, like, I saw this, right? I live five seconds away from here, rode over on the scooter that he's had since he was three. And uh, what said, did Stu take away from that when it was this kid runs into this Japanese oh, arcade Stu to see loves it? it. Stu sure. loves everything we do. Uh, so my, then, my I, I think it's I mean, these are stories, obviously. So they're gone, which sucks. So obviously, that just oh no, they're they are hundred percent there. I, I uh, put them on my Instagram. Oh, great. Go so, watch the one because my favite for sure was the electrical uh, cord. They had they had one <laughs> of the they had a yellow right. extension cord coming out of the <laughs> ceiling out powering a table. And I mean, not like it was like they moved the like ca- cardboard square. They put a hole in the cardboard yeah. square to bring it down to the wall or whatever. And you're like, like, you guys are like that's not up to code. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was completely that was that was a fun night. Uh, and then I was like, hey, I've totally forgot because the person who had organized uh, the, the, reunion. the reunion organized a whole weekend of events. Oh, nice. So it was it was homecoming and there was a homecoming game. And so I was like, Stu, what we should do is drive over to the old high school and see if there's anyone left. The Hang homecoming. Em. It was like nine o'clock at this point. And I think the game had been over for a while at that point. Sure. Um, but he was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go. People so we, drinking beers at the 50 yard. Line. I was like, hey, man, let's see what like, I'm sure someone's doing something. Um, and we pulled into the parking lot and there's like three cars there. I was like, shit, it is, it is done. But I hadn't been back to the high school. My old high school, like, I hadn't stepped foot on it in probably 20 years. Oh, wow. Maybe maybe like 15, because I think I went to a couple functions for band or something sure, like that sure, in sure. amongst my college years. Um, walk in. First off, they have a full stadium now. Like ticket booth, the whole nine oh, yards, yeah, lights, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. I was like, that's pretty cool. We used to... We used to uh, do all the marching band stuff at the football games at UC Riverside. We used to use their field. They don't use that anymore. Or to play. To play. Okay. Like that's where they'd play games. Gotcha. And then they, I guess they invested in the infrastructure. Get there. The security guards are like, hey guys, uh, what's going on? And, and you're I. Like, Nothing pig. Bah, bah, bah. No, I did. The th- I started talking and then we, and they were like, all right, whatever. And we walked away and Stu's like, you totally did the old guy thing where you started over explaining what was happening because you were nervous. Dude, and that, these guys were like, it's too fucking late. Just go. Just that's do not even the old guy thing. That's the Nick Scarpino thing. That is thing. the Nick Scarpino that's thing. That's not a nervous thing necessarily. That's very much how you are. Yeah. <laughs> but and, but there, one of the guys caught up with us and was like, hey guys, just so you know, like, we don't care that you're here. You're, you're clearly 80 year old men. Um, but we are going to lock these gates. And if you don't want to have to climb over one of them, you're probably going to have to leave. Okay. Uh, and as we were walking out, I was like, oh, it's a bummer we don't see anyone here. 
And as we were walking out, we walk, I was like, let's go by the old band room. And we're walking through by the band room and the door opens and my old band director walks out. No shit. And I was like, motherfucker, like what is up? Do you know you? Do you recognize Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's like, hey. oh, he's like, he kind of looked at me. He's like, great. <laughs> like I was about to go and Stu were here. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you was know, Stu had, in band? Yeah, Stu okay. was a drumline captain. So Stu played drums. Gotcha. In fact, if you go to my Instagram, you can see him playing our old marching band oh. cadence uh, because my buddy Scott brought some drums there because he's a band director as well. Um, and so it was amazing to like be like, oh, it'd be awesome to catch up with my band director and then sit and have an hour-long conversation where, you know, it's that like, hey, we're just all catching up and it's totally nostalgic. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was like, well, I have to go into the, the band room is, is connected to the theater. He's like, I got to go in the theater to lock up to like set the alarm. And I was like, dude, can I come with you? Yeah. And he was like, sure, if you want, I don't care. And I was like, I haven't. And it was, I can't explain how emotional it was really? to walk back into the theater. I didn't think to ask to, to go into the band room, but that had been redone. So I don't know that I'd recognize it as much. Sure. But walking into the theater and seeing a set for the play they were doing there yeah. and like realizing that time had gone on for 20 years oh, sure, since yeah, I'd been yeah. there and kids were having those experiences now that I had when I was their age 20 years ago and like seeing it and like the, the noticing the seats had been redone and there was new paint but and then he was like yeah you know they're gonna knock this down no like, shit yeah, really? he's like this is probably the last year like there might be a year or two left but they're thinking about tearing this whole building down and so I took a picture of it. So I was like, I got to have That's a picture funny. of it. That's funny. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you. Um, and, I, and I was like, you know, I invited him out the next night. I was like, I'm sure there's going to be an after party. So if you're available. And he kind of was like, yeah, I'll, I'll try. And That's he a no. That's he didn't a no. Coming out. But, um, and then we tore away in Stu's porch. <laughs> As he was like locking up. We're like, we'll see you later. <laughs> like, asshole kids. Uh, went home. And then, yeah, the next day um, I ended up, I had my pop take me over to Stu's house. And then we were going to Uber. And Stu's mom's like. Don't Uber. I'll, I'll take drive you, you to the reunion. Uh, and I was so like, it's you, Stu, his wife, and his mom. That's awesome. And I was like, this is perfect. We have to do this. And as Did she please tell me she still has like a shitty station wagon? No, she, she has a brand new like Subaru. They're they're doing pretty well for themselves now. Um, hey, station wagon's a fine vehicle. Yeah, I mean, they used to have like, his dad used to drive a Ford Bronco that looked exactly like OJ's. Oh, nice. It was hilarious. Um, but yes, yeah, so we're getting out. I was like, bye, mom. She's like, bye, guys. Love you. We're like, I love you back. It was really fun. That's funny. And then, yeah, walking up, I was like... What did like, you wear to this? I shirt wore and tie this... And a, no, a I, I was a bit underdressed, I'll tell you. Just a kind um, of funny t-shirt? No, I wore, shirt. I wore nicer jeans um, and just a nicer button-down, like, short sleeve shirt. Because it's Riverside, so it was pretty warm outside. Um, but some people dress this. Do dress up a little bit more than me. I, I wish I'd dressed a little bit better, but I think it was fine. Because there were people that just kind of showed up and whatever. And then it was a pretty casual event. Um, but it was weird, because my... What I had originally, I don't know what my expectation was. My expectations for this ranged from everyone's going to freak out that I'm there because, you know, we haven't seen me in forever. And like in my brain, I'm like, oh, maybe people are keeping up with what I do and they find that interesting and that's going to be cool for them to like like talk to me about it ranging from that to nobody's going to recognize me no one's going to remember who and I, I am. and I sorry leading into this to set the stage for somebody who hasn't kept up on anything it was it was just at a random bar right <clears throat> so yeah there i think the common misconception hey joe <coughs> can you grab me a um like a red bull or something kind of water bull. like sugar free red bull if we have them if not water's fine yeah I'll do thank water. you joey sorry that the fans drying me out a little um joey what did you spill on your shirt don't we don't? How's this happen to you every day? <laughs> Joey's shirt always ends up. It starts off one color and ends up camo. <laughs> um, no, the common misconception evidently is that I think we were misled because high schools don't officially throw these. This is not like the high school has a budget and goes, "Okay, everyone, this year it's the class of 1998, it's 20 year anniversary. What are we doing?" This was an unsanctioned oh, John sure. W. Oh, North sure. High event, 
And it was just put together by some of my friends who just decided to self-appoint themselves as the reunion committee. Somebody's got to do it. Because right? they're the only ones that give a shit to actually see everyone. Yeah. So it ended up being the, the first thing that I was taken aback by was I was like, oh, wait, this is not a full JW North Huskies class of 1998, 900 people reunion. This is just my friends. Like these oh, are, really? Yeah. These are just oh. the people who I was like either closely associated with or loosely friends with or some of their friends. But all of us were in the same circles. So there were a few people that I was like, oh, I kind of know you. But everyone else, I was like, oh, this is your I this is weird. Like this is like stepping back into my senior class and hanging out gotcha, the same in the little space and yeah. theater where we used to hang out with. So because what had happened was the people that put it together, of course, maybe consciously or subconsciously, just gravitated toward all the people they were friends with on Facebook. Yeah. And that just ended up being like, of course, you're not going to. So how many people are we talking then? It's probably about 70. Okay. That's yeah. Great. Maybe something like that. Um, and of course, I walk up and two of my really good friends that I keep in contact with are behind the the, ta- the table with all the name tags uh, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, uh, who are you? And I'm like, fuck you. And my, and I, you know, I, we were a little late, so I popped my thing, saw that, and I was like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah, I saw you put up the Instagram post of your ID. Yeah. Or your, I guess, name badge, but it's a photo of your senior year, I assume. That was my like that. senior year uh, yearbook photo. And you were, you you, your Instagram. caption was, people don't recognize me. Is that yeah, true? That's true. That's awesome. So I had quite a few people. And it was weird because you, of course, have to be like honest with people and be like, I don't really remember sure, you. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, everyone yeah. was just kind of looking at each other's name tags to kind of jog their memory because you can't be expected to remember everyone from that oh, period. Oh, you're the shadow boxer. Um, <laughs> but a lot of people looked at mine and were like, sure. oh, my God, kind of. Uh, there it is. Well, can I bother you to get one glass of ice? Okay, you're awesome. Uh, so, yeah, there were quite a few people who were like, did we go to high school? Like, they thought I was someone significant other. Ah. And then they looked at my badge like, oh, wow, like, you look totally different. And I heard from a number of people, which was very flattering and very much made me feel good, where they were like, usually people gain weight after high school. You decided yeah. to do the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, like, very flattered by that. And, and that was really cool. But the thing that really took me aback was I had it in my brain because of our world, because we're so... Um, Successful. Well, we're just amazing. Good looking. We're just awesome at everything. No, because we're so imbued and like surrounded by people in our community that are constantly giving us feedback. You kind of feel like you, you sort of you feel like everyone should know about what you're doing. Sure. And I was so surprised and kind of pleasantly surprised that when when I when I started having conversations with people about how what they'd done over the last twenty years, not no one really knew what I was doing. Yeah. yeah They're yeah. like, "What are you up to these days?" And I was like. Oh, uh, I'm you know I'm a podcaster and I run a small network with some of my friends and they're like, oh that sounds fun, yeah yeah that was it yeah I was like oh this is kind of interesting and then of course you just go so, like back do you know into, Mark Mar- Marin <laughs> yeah they're like oh I mean and, and some people in the industry kind of knew me and or, or and some people who would who are a little bit more social media savvy uh, sure kind of had an idea me. that you were doing something weird but and knew a f- guy named Johnny is yeah I forget that I don't post on Facebook yeah and everyone lives on Facebook yeah very few people in that circle or are Twitter-y. really on Twitter or Instagram yeah. and so I'm like oh I should probably start syndicating this stuff out to Instagram if I want these if everyone else to know what's going on because you kind of have to be your own cheerleader um, but very very quickly it was a I walked up and I was just like so happy to see every single person. Yeah. Every single person. People that even I barely knew in high school. I was like, this is fucking great. Like we're all alive and we're all doing well. And this is so amazing. And like the event was lovely. It was three, three hours long. And then we had an after party afterward. Um, I managed to in that time talk everyone's ear off. Yeah, of course. And, and see what had happened in their lives. People are doing very, very well. Um, it was funny because. I think I forget. I think it was uh, someone here was like, are you doing like, are you doing good compared to everyone? And I'm like, no, (laughs) because I forgot my class was not only do we have they were all the AP kids. We were also the IB kids. We were the international baccalaureate kids. Like, 
advanced placement was um, you would take courses that were almost college level courses and they would count for more points. Oh, but you call it international. So there's two. There's that which allowed you to have, you know, an A was worth five points instead of four. Okay. So you could technically get a 4.5, I think was like oh, the best. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever. We had otter classes where you get above a four. Yeah, oh, so yeah. that's that. But we I also had the international baccalaureate program, which was, and I think I'm remembering this correctly, but essentially another program on top of AP where you could take harder classes. They were equal to AP classes, but they counted toward um, college credit. And then they also counted toward like basically an AP program for like international. So if you wanted to like Oxford, it would get you into that a little bit more. And you had to like test, you had to do AB or um, IB tests and like AP tests at the end. So like you have to do these extra things to get, it's all stuff that I failed miserably at and I shouldn't have done. Sure. But yeah, long story short is I'm like, oh, so oh, you're all you? super smart. They're like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm a podcaster. I do this cool thing. I get to work with my friends every day. It's not really like work, but I swear to God, like, what do you do? And you're like, what, and do, I was you like, do? what do you do? Like, I'm a NASA. pediatric surgeon and uh, my husband is a finance manager for Google. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. Good, good hey, job, what do you up to these days? Doctor. Yeah. Uh, okay. What about you? Lawyer. Okay. Well, Shit. There goes that weird fantasy of being a superstar. Yeah. Yeah. But it was fun. It was actually, it was, it was just very much more down to earth than I thought it was going to be. That's awesome. And it was, uh, it was capped nicely by obviously being able to hang out with Stu and my friend Scott and seeing my friend Maury and some of the guys that I was really close with and they all came and I've kept up with them, but it's always lovely to be able to, you know, get back to them and have some, and spend some time with them. Well, it's, it's how often you get together as a group like that, right? Like in that, the whole point of it is to get together and reminisce and talk and especially connect it to one thing, right? Like obviously, you know, Poe's just on the shows and he was visiting, but like Poe, I see a couple times a year, right? And I'll talk to here and there, but like to get me, Poe, a few other, the backyard wrestling guys together, like that, that's where it gets super rare, right? Where it's like, I mean, and that is exactly what happened, right? Like, Every I I talked to uh, uh, one of the people that was there, and she was like, she told me a story, and I was like, I can't believe I forgot that. She goes, you know that we all went to prom together, and I was like, no, like I totally forgot. What had happened was, one of my friends found out she didn't have a date. I guess it had fallen through, and she goes, he just came up and just out of just decided, hey, I'm just gonna ask her. Because I know she needs a date and like I don't have anyone to go with and I think it'd be really fun. And she goes, and you have no idea how much that meant to me because I was not going to go to prom. And then I got to go over to your house for like pre-dinner thing. I think we did. It might have been. Yeah, I think it was like my junior, like when I was a senior, or maybe it was she's when like I was a junior. She's like, you threw dough. <laughs> You're like, no, I just my did mom, that yesterday. She's like, I'll never forget, your mom, your mom made like lasagna, and like mm. we all went there, and like we had a great time, and then we all went in a limo together, and I was like, oh my god, I totally you forgot about that. You had lasagna before prom? Dude, you're, That's a heavy fucking meal. Did you right see there. the picture of me on my Instagram? <laughs> I was not that. So that Nick Scarpino and this Greg Miller would have gotten along very well. Yeah. That Nick Scarpino was not afraid to put anything in his body. Sure. I'm like, you want to eat, drink, eat lasagna right now? Drink and then eat more lasagna. I'm game. Well, you mean this Greg Miller now? No, the, you're Greg Miller growing oh, okay. up. We would have like, friends. I would do that. I would never eat lasagna now and go out to nah, a dance. I totally would. <laughs> no. Um, so and then of course we all ended up going to a uh, an after party. It was just at a bar nearby. And that's when mm. another awesome thing happened. What's up? I don't want to jump away from no, the story. I, I love that story of that woman coming up and telling you that. You know what I mean? That was amazing. Because right? that was, I mean, I feel like, you know, I feel, I feel, and this sounds stupid, all of my great stories and all of my great material has been told, right? Like, mm. and, I see, and I feel like I've told the same stories 
300 times a piece yeah. and so like having poe on here right where he was like and then the oh what's the stupidest thing greg did or the craziest thing greg did and he's bringing up shit i've having thought about it, let alone what his perspective on it was right i forget that like poe's mom didn't want him hanging out with me in the first grade right like, oh, it's yeah. like oh yeah that's right. crazy and like the iou story i'm like oh fuck i've never even thought i haven't thought about that in years yeah and, and so yeah the people that have been you've had a, a gla- glancing contact with you know what i mean from a, a random prom or uh, the kids in the theater classes and shit that I did. I don't even remember. I'd love to hear what their story that they, what lens they have for me. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That. Yeah, because they inevitably are going to remember stuff that you're like, you just don't haven't thought of in years. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. that moment that was just kind of a, a quick little thing in your brain was like very meaningful for them. Um, and, and that's like I had... I didn't really ever have um, uh, beef with anyone in high school, and I don't, I, I, to the best of my knowledge, I don't think I ever like really mistreated anyone. So I didn't really have anxiety in that regard of like, oh, I have like to, a score to settle with people or anything like that. But yeah. it was interesting like to hear other people's like version of me when I was in high school and have them come, like one other a person was like, you know, my mom always wanted me to date you. And I was like, really? She goes, yeah, what, for whatever reason, you made an impression on her when you, I met her one time, her yeah, mom one yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. This is my friend that I was like, we never even had anything. Sure. Um, nor were we ever into each other. But she was like, yeah, my mom always wanted to date you. And even to this day, she goes, how's the Italian guy doing? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, did I, I'm like, how did I get across to your mom in the five seconds that I met her that I was Italian? Like, what the fuck was I'm my sure. spiel back in the day? I mean, you're Nick Scarpino. Yeah, I guess. I'm sure you're know. giving off those vibes. Um, so there was that, and then in of the course, after party, yeah. uh, well, so, well, we you know we we partied in that space for a while, and then Stu uh, Scott was kind enough to take some of the drums from his uh, his school and loan them to the cause, and so Stu and some of the guys at the bar, yeah, they set him up and they did the drum cadence, which was really really fun and went over well. So I was gonna say too, is everyone there since they're your group of friends? Are they all mostly band related in some way? Um, mostly theater or band related, I would say. Okay, because I was gonna um, say if I if I. God forbid, went to my high school reunion and some fucking band dork brought out the drum. Like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Well, what what it was largely was we the circle that was uh, band theater was probably the center. So a lot of people were in band and a lot of people from band were in theater, um, and then a lot of people in theater. Well, obviously so there was crossover there, but there was also a lot of crossover from the theater kid to the uh, student council kids. Yeah. And so you're t- those were primarily a lot of the people that we had. Some cheerleaders in there a little bit that had come, but I don't remember there there weren't like any football players. There were no sports people whatsoever at this thing. Um, if there had been, gotcha. like, it would have been like because we just didn't float in those circles. Oh, 100. There's nothing so, wrong with that. Yeah, you're not yeah. demon. Are you not a? Yeah, you're not demonizing no, your football. But, but I'm just, like, I'm that wasn't just your friend group. Trying to work in through my head, like, why those people didn't show up. But I think it was just because at a certain point people lost contact or whatever. Sure. And again, it wasn't like people were going down the full roll of decks and being like, I'm gonna look up. This sounds very much like I'm gonna, invite, going I'm gonna get, invite this core and then you invite your friends you're still in touch with, yeah. right? And that's how you get and it's spread. You but it's spread organically. I can think of if I was doing this, right, I can see my core of friends, but then how it gets pretty quickly three removed in pose bringing in a person that I know, but we weren't friends with, but I can see how he invited this girl who was friends with this guy. Right. Who invited, yeah, I get it. And that was that. And there's, and like I said, there was only maybe like five or six people that it took me a second to kind of put them in place of what high school was, but I never really hung out with them. Sure. And there were some people that just straight up didn't know me. They were like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Like you look kind of familiar, but we just weren't, we weren't there. Um, but then, so we go to the after party, and then another very special thing happened. Um, my theater director showed up. So what what was so special for me about this was, obviously, um, she had retired, and I had called my brother, and I was like, we, we got to go to her retirement. Uh, it was, but it ended up being, I think, her retirement dinner was like the first E3. We were kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I want to do this. I think it was like the weekend after, but I was like, I want to do this, but I want to leave this 
it just might be a little too overwhelming with sure. me, you know, getting the company down there and doing all the stuff we're doing. So I kind of talked myself out of doing that. So I haven't seen her in a really long time. And she came by and I was like, I'm going to buy you a beer and I'm a little drunk, but I'm going to sit here. and I'm going to tell you exactly what you meant to me. Aww. And I was like, you don't understand. Like between her and my band director, they were probably the two most influential teachers I've ever had. Yeah. My band director was a little bit more stern and he was a little more straightforward. She was a little bit more uh, like kind of the a little bit more inspirational and a little bit more like well, not everything's do like do or die. Um, so I had two very strong influences creatively in my life. One of which was like held me very much accountable for myself, which is my band director because yeah. he held me to a higher standard. And then I had our theater director who, uh, was really about making an environment where everyone could just be creative and like, you could, you could take some risks and you can get up there and you could perform and that was, everything was going to be okay in that space. Um, not to say she wasn't, uh, you know. A teacher and that would sure, have those sure, teachable sure, sure. learning moments with me but so I was able to kind of like stand with her for a few minutes and be like you don't understand like what how important it was for what you did uh, for, for us and I am a person who now makes a life as an entertainer and this is amazing how many how many for audio listeners too. if you think that there is something that just ripped it was they Greg did not ripped, hear that Greg audio just ripped listeners. the tags out of his shirt um but no, but it was very. It was a point. So what happened? What was her reaction? Oh, she was like, "Of course, like I, you know, I loved you guys, and it was my pleasure, and that's what I did, and I really loved my job." And she'd retired, but she still kind of does. She consults and stuff. Yeah. Uh, every once in a while, she'll come in and like help out with with uh, other other projects of like different schools, which is great because she, I think, she needs to work forever. Um, but yeah, it was really really cool to be able to get the opportunity to, as an adult, be like, "Hey, you did something a long time ago. Oh yeah, that paid off in dividends for me." And I never got a chance to thank you, but as a person who can now articulate his feelings and his emotions, thank you. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, no problem. And I was like, I'm going to buy you a beer. And then I bought like four beers. And she was like, you got to stop buying me beers. <laughs> I don't I was drink like, beer. I was done. Yeah, I was. I was uh, Please stop. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun. I hope I didn't embarrass myself, but I don't think I did. I think No, was, that sounds great, fun. dude. Then that's important. I'm glad you got that moment. Yeah. And then, uh, then I hit, of course, the next Scarpino wall where I was like, oh. Time I've go. had way too much to drink, oh. and I am not in a good place. How many times did you tell Stu, get on my level? Oh, no. <laughs> First off, you don't have to tell Stu to get on your level. I want to party with Stu. You would love to party with Stu. Uh, Stu's on. Stu's, Stu, you're going to have to fight to get on his level. Um, but yeah, so me and a, a few friends just jumped in an Uber, and they went to Del Taco, but I was so sick of that. You know how I have that thing where if I drink too much, I hit that point where it goes from yeah. happy drunk to you're going to throw up, and this yeah. is a hangover, yeah, you, and it You sucks. turn a corner. Oh, I turn that corner. Especially because like you're you're no longer in drinking shape. No, you 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 rarely drink, and so when you do do that, let's get on your level. Something special's happening. Yeah. And to be, be fair careful. though, I don't know what chemical was coursing through my veins at RTX, but I hit that shit hard for three days, yeah. and I was like, we're monstering through this. That did not happen here. No. And so the guys went to Del Taco, and I was like, I want Del Taco so bad right now, but if I even smell that, I'm throwing up in this Uber. Went home and then kicked myself because I looked at my flight info. It was nine o'clock in the morning. Dude. I'm like, what a fucking idiot! You're an idiot. Uh, How late is it? Like one o'clock to midnight? It's two o'clock by the time uh, I get home. Yeah, it's easily. And I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to toss and turn to hope I don't oh, throw up on oh, my, on my oh. old bed. That'd be awesome. Oh, God. There my mom go. would never let me there hit There you go, that. Lena. But yeah, and then I got to spend, of course, some time with my folks. And that was always lovely. Yeah. Just that. Like, it's always nice. And I'm always reminded, like, oh, I can. When you come down, it's it's a better. It's probably better to come down for no reason. And just spend the extra day with them when there's nothing going on. Sure. Because, right you know, the holiday rush. Yeah, the holidays are always like a little stressful for everyone. Yeah. And I think I think the the temper levels are a little bit higher than they would be. Patience levels are a little lower. Sure. sure so that was cool. That was really fun. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was really great. So does this make you regret more not going to your tenure? Yeah, 100%. Because was the tenure the same the, idea? The tenure, and I remember correctly, wasn't a tenure. 
I was reminded it was an 11 year, but it was a 10 year for the class of 1999. And so what had happened was, and this is why I'm bummed that I didn't go to that, was that I had a lot of friends in 99. It ended up being a 10-year reunion for three different classes. Oh. So what they did was they opened it up on Facebook and said, hey, if your class of, I think it was three different, for sure it was the class after us. So if your class of 90, I was 98, they were like, if your class of 98, 99, or 97, okay. you can go. Gotcha. And so it was way more people. And I would have freaked out because I feel like that would have been that would have been crazy. That would have been cool. This one was a lot more intimate. Than I, I, I you know, as you tell this story, I try to start thinking of high school in my class and I can barely remember. I got a face here. What was Chris's last name? That kind of shit. If I was to go there and it was going to be a class above me and behind me, I'd be like, I don't know. You fucker. You would think. And that's that was my biggest like uh, point of like, oh, fuck, dude, I'm going to get in so many. I was like, oh, I'm going to walk in. I'm going to get in so many conversations with people where I have to go. Yeah, it was so great. And then walk away. Like, who was that guy? Well, I'm talking about if there was the extra classes. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. But, th- but that's what I thought for this class. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to remember anyone's no, name. No, this year would be fine. And I walked in and everyone's name. I just, you know, because I do that weird thing with names sometimes. Where I'm like, oh, God, I'm, I'm so worried. I'm going to forget your name that I forget your name. Sure. But this, I was just spouting off names left and right. I was like, oh, my God, Kelly, Tara, like all these people like fucking BJ I'm like what, what's going on man like it just came back and it felt like I was in high school again which is cool that's funny yeah that's, that's really funny, funny. How, what was the divorce ratio like over there mm. <coughs> you know um, everyone showed up with a significant other a couple of my friends had uh, were on their second wife okay a couple of them had had uh, yeah so you know it, was, it wasn't bad I, don't th- I didn't meet anyone that was actually divorced and like you know uh Single and ready to mingle. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah which yeah. was, uh, yeah, that's Man, I feel was, like it's a ten year thing. That seems like that a good probably would thing. be because by the time you get to twenty years, yeah. The thing with ten years is like people either are just starting to have kids or they're still figuring it out. Yeah, you yeah. know, because it's only ten years later. It's only like thirty five. Sure, yeah. Or no, not thirty five. Not even twenty eight. No, twenty eight. Yeah. Um, by the time you're thirty eight, it's like life has dealt you the cards. That you're gonna, you're gonna, you know what I mean? <laughs> what an uplifting way to say that. Life has dealt you the cards but you're getting. At 38, you're like, I'm not gonna be like, there's no, uh, cause, you know, there's no like surprises that are probably gonna be had at this thing. Yeah. Because most people have kids and are with their husbands and like, you know, or they're me and they're just married and doing their thing. And so, yeah, it was a lot more, it wasn't like a, um, like a party party. It was more just like, it was just a really cool gathering. Awesome. Although I think someone did end up, I heard a story that someone Streaking. actually, and no, someone ended up uh, giving a blowjob to someone on the dance floor for the uh, after party, and I was like, I didn't see that. Jesus, yeah. I guess I got a little raunchy this year. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. How but, did you miss? The, you're so. Oh, that was gone. Fucking, you're partying. You're yeah, on the wrong level. Because Stu was like, "Oh, you didn't see that?" I was like, "No." He's like, "Yeah, it was right after I sprayed the entire crowd down with a giant bottle of champagne." I was what like, the fuck? "What the fuck, dude?" I'm like, "Where was this? Why didn't I see it?" He's, He's like, like, "I don't oh, know." You left were, early. He's like, "You were talking to some waitress you thought was the old director." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "You're great. Are you gonna order another cocktail, sir?" <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Have you seen that? Uh, <laughs> the uh, it's old as shit now, but it's a uh, oh a drunk girl at a club. And she, the guy's filming her, and she's trying to order all these drinks. And she's like, I want to spin it up. And he's like, what? I want to spin it up. And then finally, it's just like, this is the DJ booth. <laughs> the bar's over there. Yeah, we had a few people like that. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you had such a good time. It was fun. It that was sounds like fun. a really good time. It sounds, again, like a movie. It is... Um I would. I, I started kicking around ideas, obviously, for like, because my brain likes to go to like, oh, what would the story be what about? This one, yeah. Um, and obviously, the closest analog to it, aside from being a contract serial killer, is of course Gross Point Blank, um, where he has to go back and he yeah, has yeah, those yeah. experience. But it's so funny because you could tell that whoever wrote that was like, I went to a reunion, and that these, this reunion. is what it was like, where it was like, 
Like I even had a friend pick me up in a car that was fast and we drove around like assholes together, just like Jeremy Piven picked up uh, John Cusack in Gross Point and Blank. And it was, yeah, it was super fun. And I, I'm actually regretting now not having gone to the homecoming game. Like I wish uh, I'd had, I should have flown in earlier. Did a lot of people do that? Yeah, a lot of people did. And it would have been cool because the marching band played there and, and I could have seen them one more time. Which would we call? I guess well, I can you, go anywhere. I was going to say, you can still see them. It's not like. Yeah, but seeing me. them with my class, with the guys that I was sure. in band with, and like being in the well, stands. Well, do you not think for they'll that. be a 30 year? When, when I are told you, you to really stop? I was like, oh, they don't. My parents just went to like their 50th wow. high school reunion or something like that. Wow. I mean, not quite as many people there as uh, in, the, in the prior years. Clock's but, sticking. you know. <laughs> but no, I told them, I was like, listen, this is freaking awesome. And if, if you guys need any encouragement for this, I would totally do a 25 year. Like, we don't have to do this in the de- every decade. Like, we should get together. And I was like, because the guys, the, the the team that put it together, uh, my friend Fabian, my friend Megan, like kudos to them, and all the people that helped out with it, were did a great job of like doing what you need to do to get people committed, which is throw a ticketed event, and when they show up, have like open bar and yeah, food, yeah. and make it a thing that people feel like this is special. And I was like, just so you know, though, you could just do a Facebook invite, and we all show up at a bar. Like, you guys don't have to put yourself out for a 25. Like, I would just totally come down for, I'd fly down and just hang out with you guys for a night again. Like, that could be fun. Yeah. No, but, that'd be one way to do it for sure. But it's kind of nice that it's special on every 10 years. Yeah. You know, the milestones. I'm looking yeah. at my high school page here. And then I saw they have well, distinguished you alumni. And I'm like, wait a second. Bull and fucking it's shit. like, they got to, like, induct you or some shit here. And yeah, I, these let's pe- work on that. These individuals must best exemplify the ideals and spirit of the school. Well, that's not going to be in serve as role models. <laughs> hey, we make paint can <laughs> in a pumpkin head. Uh, <laughs> we engender uh, tolerance and uh, the yeah, bulls- we, yeah, encouraging I know. Yeah, one I another could, and positivity I could definitely on the spin why you should care about it. I'll tell you, pull up a name there. Let's talk. Let me tell you. See, look, they're charging, who, right? Who my high school's charging got? you. Class 2003 uh, oh, reunion, 30 see, bucks. your high school is putting it on, though. Oh, yeah. See, my high school doesn't do that. See, if I had that, I'd be like, oh, that's great. See, they're doing it different places. Class of 2003 here is doing it at the Funway in Batavia. What class? Wow. What year are you? Oh, oh, one. 2001, Dude, baby. you got to go to yours. Fuck no. Never. Why not? I hate high school. I hated high school. You might you might be surprised. Nope. 35, dude. We got to give up that shit. I hate that crap of like, you'll no, be surprised but, what changes. But to be, tell, to be fair, like, there, this was a very, like, good point in my life where I was like, wow, this was this was really cool. It was really cool to to revisit and just celebrate you know a moment in all of our lives and our current and currently where we all are right now. So you might get more out of it. It might be very cathartic for you. You never know. You might come back and be like, you know what guys? I'm more mellow now. I don't feel like screaming I don't on know camera. If that would be, that's what it was. It's the inner rage of high school that's yeah, keeping me maybe. being the guy I am. I no way. Know. I get it. I mean like that's just the thing of like, you know, why it's when I talk about Mizzou, why I was talking about how it caught me so off guard that I would fall in love with that school and be so ride or die with it. It's just that I didn't have that in high school. Like I didn't care about it, the any of the teams or the sport, you know, any, anything that like is like the high school. Hey, here's how, you know, we're fucking St. Francis high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? That wasn't who I was. And so to get to Mizzou and find all that and like the conversations you're having with your uh, theater uh, teacher, yeah. right? Like you figure that's what I got to do when I went back to make that Mizzou video with Tim and Microsoft to sit there with Tom Moreover and be like, do you remember telling me this in this meeting and like how that like changed the course of my life and shit like that? Yeah. Whereas like same fucking high school, I was like, I'd be, all it would be would be, it would be just be Festivus. It would be the airing of grievances. <laughs> well, maybe. If it's these fucking teachers talking about, like, do you remember? Like, you were like fucking 
25, 26, and you were our teacher, and you were such an asshole. Yeah. You thought you knew everything. You were flirting with me. What are you doing? You were a monster. I oh, hate you. God, hey, yeah. hey, you, do you remember when you tried to get me expelled? Fuck you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, mean I, I think you, over people. I think you might think you do that, but it might actually be uh, like... I'm Greg. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I operate on that, a different plane. I see you try to start fights in theaters because people are answering their phones. Um, Somebody has to. There have me, to be rules. Let me pitch you on my idea for the movie. Sure, please do. This. Okay, I didn't go to the 10 years, so I'd have to remember what that is. Sure. I write a movie about a guy going back for his 10-year high school reunion. And originally, I was like, oh, I'll call it Reunion. But I'm like, I'm sure there was a billion movies called sure, Reunion, sure. right? So what if you said, here's what it's going to be. You get the cast, right? Listen. And you you link letter it. You go, the first one's going to be called 10 Years Later. Oh, okay. I like what you're doing. Then the second one, you film 10 Years Later, and it's yeah. called 20 Years Later. That's really good. And you just keep, and you see how many you can do before the cast, like, like how see how they iterate, but revisit it every 10 years. I do like that. I that'd do be like really that a cool. lot. That'd be really cool. That'd be really, really fun. I mean, that was the funny thing of, like, you know, American Reunion, the American Pie Reunion. Mm-hmm. First off, was an 11-year uh, high school reunion. Look, man, it's Which I was like, okay. nobody fucking does that, and then you're, you're telling me Mine about was 11 years. Yeah, year, exactly. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, that's weird. I think I think what happened was it was like, oh, shit, we missed ours, and, and then our, my friends were like, well, someone's got to do something about this, and they did it. But that's the, I have that hope for that movie franchise. That we had another American reunion they down the could. line because like watch it's it. like totally like and those movies. What were the hell, is so... Jason Biggs doing right now? Hey, you know, you stay out of his, you stay away from him. He's fine. get off he, your ass, the... Jason Biggs, because Sean William Scott's fucking crushing it right now. He was the voice of Leonardo. I don't know if he stopped doing that. Yeah, I think he was for a while. He's doing a lot of stuff. I think he's getting their shit. Okay, cool. they're all doing stuff. Yeah, they're all. Fun. Sean William Scott's actually like he's on Lethal Weapon still. Yeah, but now well, Damon now Damon Wayans is that film? No one cares. Let's or put that, that TV show? Yeah, did you hear about that? Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's literally too old for this shit. It's fucking hilarious. But like, are they, now are they going to recast him too? Like, what's the plan for that? I have no idea. That shows a mess. That shows a mess. Yeah, because he actually, I think if I'm not mistaken, he was one of the outspoken people of getting the other guy kicked off because he was an asshole. <laughs> and now Damon Wayans is leaving, and Sean William Scott's like, "Can I get a fucking can break? I just get a can fucking I get, job?" I did Goon One and Goon Two, and nobody cared about those movies. How cared about Goon? People liked Goon. I thought I heard it was funny. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. I like Sean William Scott. Yeah, I love Sean William Scott. I like Sean William Scott in the rundown. He is great in that movie. A lot of people say that. I haven't watched the He rundown. and the Rock are great. Oh, dude. It's it's a legit great rock that's, movie. The, I was going to say, that's what I think people point as like the first time The Rock was in a really great movie. It's the one where he knocked it out of the park. Because yeah. you remember prior to that, you were like, oh, The Rock in Doom. Yeah. Great. Uh, Tooth Fairy, right? He, he did the yeah. Tooth Fairy. He did Doom. I, we might be mixing up the times these all came out. But the rundown was the first like, oh, this is legit like dope action movie he's got good acting chops it's got a great bad guy and christopher walken it's fine wow he's, he's wow get shorty sequel too he was in uh yes he but was, was only a couple sequel. scenes that was a couple scenes be cool i think was what that movie be was cool. called and it that was movie called was that. bad yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, no i shouldn't say bad it just get shorty is one of my all-time favorite like uh uh industry yeah movies I think it was, I want to say, I'm going to get it wrong. Uh, Elmore Leonard, excuse me. Thank it's you. One of my best, my favorite Elmore Leonard. <laughs> For a second, there, like, it's one of my all time uh, uh, movies. I was well, like, I was going to say Barry Sonnenfeld, but he's not who did it. That sounds like it would be. Is though, it Barry right? Sonnenfeld that directed it? Him. It's either him or Soderbergh, but it might have been. No, Soderbergh did Out of Sight, which is another Elmore Leonard book. I think Barry Sonnenfeld did this one. I could be wrong about all this, but either way, Elmore Leonard, I loved Get Shorty. And I just recently went back and watched that a week ago. And I'm like, this movie still holds up. It is beautifully made. Beautifully made. But the sequel, not so much. Yeah, what are you yeah. going to do? Before we get to our second topic, a serious topic, just like I would say Amar, but then Kevin spelled it out. So I'm going to say Amar, and then I'm going to spell it out the way Kevin spelled it out phonetically, all right? Just like Amar or Amar Kashi Trapal uh, did to get his topics on the show. He's been doing a whole bunch of topics. They're Love all it. stacked up. Love it. But what we run into is the fact that Amar, 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 
immerse topics require a lot of uh, uh, research and yeah. knowledge. Yeah. So he's given us other ones to do so far that need more stuff. He, he wants like a retrospective on what we think of George W. Bush. Interesting. Yeah. I have to dust off a lot of files to I'll go back. What, I, will, I, will, I will tell you my opinion on that after I see the movie Vice. Have you seen the preview? I have that? seen that. Fucking, you kidding God me? Right damn, now? Christian Bale. Go get him, Christian Bale. Just give him the Academy Award. Exactly, right? Excellent casting with uh, the guy they cast for George W. What's his um, name? Um, Sam, Sam Rockwell. Rockwell. Our, fa- our favorite uh, from MCU villains. Oh, God, he's so good. Uh, and, but this topic is a MERS. He wrote in with the simple topic of Brett Kavanaugh. Just so simple. That's it. Two words, a period, send. And I appreciate he wants to know what we think of the Brett, Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh, the new Supreme Court Justice. Kevin is joining us over on Shock Mike. Joey, hey you were on call for this too. Just a heads up out there. Um, Brett Kavanaugh. It's, uh, oh, where do you want to start with this one? You know what I mean? Where do we start with Brett Kavanaugh? The new Supreme Court Justice. We yeah. are recording this on October 9th, yeah, well, 2018. Two, three days after he's been confirmed. Something like that, Something right? like that, yeah. This is the Tuesday after, right? The, yeah, the, and yeah. we're putting this one up next, right? Holding the second yes, Poe? Yes, gotcha. Yes, okay, yes. okay, okay, okay. Uh, man. Uh, I, f- I feel like so. It's just uh, like when you give no... D- when you just throw a name out of it, well, right? Like obviously, what, he's talking about the, all, all the circumstances it, behind the, the confirmation, sure. right? I just want to say, like... Amar, like, shout us. That's like, I like the way you do these oh, things. Oh, 100%. Like, no, I'm not knocking really Amar cool, at all. No. The next one is like, Osama like, yeah, Bin Laden. Bam. Go. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a little more cut and, and that's the thing about Brett Kavanaugh, Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. Of just like, where do you want to start? What angle do you want to take this guy on? It's right? going to be fascinating because I think when people look back on this p- moment in history, Brett Kavanaugh is going to be sort of like the poster boy for it, right? Like all of the... I mean, Donald Trump, I would assume, is going to be the well, poster Well, I'm boy. sorry. Yeah. You're absolutely true. Um, what I'm saying is this could be a, a moment that you look back on and be like, this is a perfect example of what people were going through at this time, right? This is an example of the Me Too movement. This is an example of the, the uh, Trumpism. All of those things coming together to clash at the highest possible level of government. Yeah. And it's like, it's it's simultaneously absolutely intriguing and absolutely terrifying to think of like the, the, the ramifications of what it might be sure um it's a very complex subject yeah and it's a subject that is very polarizing yeah for sure sure uh and it's it's so it's uh it's complex but we can get into it i think greg the best place to probably start is like what happened like what is happening what what has happened right because i imagine there's a bunch of people who aren't informed so this past weekend he was confirmed as a supreme court justice Mm -hmm. he was confirmed who vacated the seat was it uh not scalia um no well, he died, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Justice yes, Scalia, yeah. yeah. right? Which let which and, and for those of you who don't know, and, and again, I'm I'm going to ask a lot of you questions on this too here. because I don't know a lot about uh, everything. So we're going to Google a lot of it here. But the Supreme Court obviously nominated uh, by the president gets to nominate the Supreme Court, uh, Supreme Court justice. And when, for those when of a you vacancy don't know, becomes when a vacancy becomes, which is by the way uh, an amazing, amazing responsibility that a president gets not that often. Uh, because the the people in the Supreme Court can never get voted out. That is the power of the Supreme Court is that once you're in, you're in for life. And the idea behind that is you are supposed to be incorruptible. You are supposed to be people who are setting policy and law at the highest level and you are supposed to be untouchable, which is a very, 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 very important, very powerful position that any human being can be in. They which are is the why people care so badly the about this. Yeah. They are the final word. So yeah, you can when, argue your appeals, all those different things, and like you go from 
I'll get all this wrong. But your local court to your county court to your state court to your and eventually like the farthest you can fucking go is the Supreme Court right. to be like this is a problem. What do we do? And at that point, like you know, Supreme Courts. Uh, this is where it gets. I don't want to misspeak, but Supreme Courts are. are responsible for you know if something if something gets elevated that that high it becomes uh like aren't isn't is the supreme court who did roe v wade yes, yes. yeah so that is yeah. a perfect example of like hey we're going to uh, hear this try this this is going to become a law basically where abortion isn't in fact legal then for and, the the state or i'm sorry for the union for the country right yeah then you have federal state yeah. for, or federal laws or state laws and all this other stuff and i know this is confusing for international people but it's confusing for us in a lot of ways so too. all of this is very important of course when you set up the importance of what that empty position means there um and i don't know enough about the supreme court over the last like 20 or 30 years to figure out which way it has swayed whether it's been more democrat or more republican so i don't know kevin if you have more conservative that, or liberal conservative or liberal rather to say i mean it's it's been fairly 50 50 with it changing what is it now though with him coming in more conservative more conservative yeah. right but yeah. not by much i think it's just the like by one or two right yeah five four one okay um so it's interesting and obviously like you know the supreme court a lot of people see as exemplary of of where the nation's at right like if they can set right. the policy a lot of people say oh shit we can't let it get too conservative because then it'll get too conservative and people start thinking doom and gloom like what if they were to repeal roe v wade what if they were to do those things uh versus it gets too liberal and conservatives start going like we can't legalize everything and let everyone run amok so it is that checks and balance system that you're seeing kind of played out in that microcosm um which then takes us to brett kavanaugh who is donald trump's uh nominee correct and now has been confirmed. Now, he's been, he is, uh, he had already uh, was presided over his first case, right? Or saw his first case. As um, Justice and Monday. as part of the hearing, as part of the hearing process of, of vetting this candidate, um, you know, they have to go into his background and they have to ask him lots of questions. And who does this? Does the Senate do that? It's a Senate yes. hearing, right? Yes, the Senate does. Uh, and during that, somebody came out from his past and said, Not even, before, well, during the process, yeah. yes. When he was on shortlisted, Dr. Christine Ford came forward to her senator in a newspaper, a local newspaper, yes. right. basically Feinstein, being like, Feinstein, right? Uh, was it Feinstein? I think it was Feinstein. Oh, you're right. Yeah. No, she's Palo Alto. Yeah, yeah that yeah. makes it. Diane Feinstein, Feinstein right here from uh, San Francisco. Right. Uh, came to her to this to say that when they were teenagers, uh, Brett Kavanaugh sexually assaulted her mm-hmm. or attempted, attempted sexual assault. Oh, I mean, still, he grinded it. She alleges he grinded on her, had his hand over her mouth, uh, and then groped someone her else came in. The guy right. was there the whole time. Sometimes, according to her testimony, sometimes making eye contact, sometimes not. Blah 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 blah. Uh, not that I'm blah blah blahing, but the, this is a short version right. of an incredibly emotional topic yeah. of her description of what happened. So she had done that. She takes a polygraph, uh, lie detector. Um, she. The lie detector administrated by the people says that she's telling the truth. Um, it continues to escalate, become a talking point, become people in, as usual in our two-party very, system, yeah, very screaming at each other about it, tearing yeah. each other apart over this shit. Finally, they force the hand of, if you're going to do this, you have to do it by... What, it was like a Monday. She was like, well, Friday. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you got to test by my Monday. And she's like, I'm not really ready for that, right? Yeah, like, but she do does. It. She sucks it up and she goes she in did. to testify in front of this whole thing. And it's basically her first Kavanaugh and different testimonies or whatever. Uh, her coming in to tell her story. Uh, Kavanaugh coming in to tell his. Uh, and then, you know, it is just a fucking shit show from there. Yeah. This whole thing is just described as that a shit show. Yeah. A pandering party line not listening to each other let alone listening to her both parties hearing what they want to hear need to hear the republicans on the senate uh, committee bringing in you know of course there's no there's no female republican on this thing to do this right yeah we're like, all white guys 
<laughs> or is there one that they just don't want to put it on? They hire a, a, a third-party female to actually ask their questions to uh, Dr. Ford so that they don't have this weird power dynamic. And this is all like what people are playing, you know, are saying and commentating and mm-hmm. ah, da 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 Goes on. Mitchell, I think, was her name. She now. tells this, in, uh, this uh, you know, horrifying story of being... Very emotional, you know, like powerful. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, powerful. Yeah, 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 right? Because I, 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 it's that thing of, personally, I would say... Um, they're both emotional. Different, different kind of Kavanaugh's emotions, yeah. emotions are fucking at surf, face it, it, surface level of like yeah. he's he was composed. he's ready to pop. She's composed. She's holding it together. She tears up, and I mean, you know, I've, as I would too, I'm talking about being sexually assaulted or whatever, or allegedly sexually assaulted. You know what I mean? Um, she tells her stories. Everybody asks questions to her. Uh, eventually, then Kavanaugh comes out and gives. A meandering speech uh, in the beginning that didn't make much sense, where he's already getting choked up. Uh, eventually goes in, asks questions, very defensive, very this, well, you know, combative and stuff like that. Uh, I'm summarizing a whole bunch here. Uh, it moves on. The Senate starts talking to each other about it. Again, it's parties. There's backdoor meetings. No one knows what's happening. It, are they going to vote for him? They're not going to vote for him. It goes from. Yeah, I mean, even Fox News is putting up a thing of like, it did not look good. This is horrible. To other people, like, no, he he redeemed himself and did this thing. Eventually, it comes down in some way that they get a swing vote from the Republicans at the time, but it's like got a condition that they want the FBI to continue investigating. Uh, yeah, that's a good. That's a big component of this too, which was that people were calling for an FBI investigation, which they got. This. Yeah, they got. But uh, and people then, are saying giant book like. How many pages did, did you I don't remember off the top of my head. I think I saw someone that was like 800 pages or something. What was the conclusion of the investigation, though? I don't do know. There so many stipulations to things that they could and could not do within the investigation mm-hmm. that it wasn't necessarily... Because then, wait, didn't Trump have to order the investigation, though? Wasn't, and at one point, didn't when people like, why aren't you endorsing an investigation? And he's like, I just don't... Well, I don't think he did. had to order. I think it's just, why aren't you endorsing? Yeah. Which is something Maybe they asked. I thought he, I thought he could have called Senate for one, Senate hearing, though. too, of like, if you're innocent, why wouldn't you want this or something to that right. effect? Um... Whatever. People are arguing uh, that the FBI didn't talk to people. Old classmates are coming out to say that what he said in front of you was perjury because he did not. I know for a fact he didn't do that, but the FBI won't return my calls. All this stuff's happening. But uh, just to be clear, like when the original accusation or the claims came out, uh, there were a lot of people from his graduating class uh, a lot of women that had reached out yep. and been like, no, like, he I know him. Guy. This isn't the guy that yeah. I know. So there was a lot of that back and forth from both sides. Well, 100%. Were there, uh, there were other women that came forward as well, right? Or was it just There was four? one other woman. I thought there was two, wasn't there? Or was there two? I thought it was two. Hold on. Oh. Could be wrong. Um, I only heard one, but I was in Hawaii for part of this time. Yeah. It was, yeah. It, yeah, remember, it was uh, Dr. Ford, Deborah Ramirez, and then Julie Swetnick. And the Swetnick thing is the one where when Senator uh, Feinstein asked him about it, he's like, that's a farce. So doesn't even, you know, and she's like, do you want to say anything else about it? He's like, no. And like gets a laugh out of the room or whatever. Now, okay, so anyway, let, let's just, I'm trying to get, I'm trying the best to give you what really happened. Yeah. As, as from my first off patchwork knowledge of it in the fucking media yeah, shotgun blast of all this shit. Pretty quickly. And I also not totally like unbiased to an extent. Uh, this happens, it all happens, blah, 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 blah. Uh, one uh, Republican senator. I forget. It's like the final one. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna endorse Kavanaugh. So that's enough. He, they get the votes. They get it through. There's protests all over the place. She's get, get, like torn apart in the media. I forget her name. Uh, I have to look it up. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Kevin's eyes went wide and shook his head. No. Yes, that sounds right, Senator Collins. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyways, 
it's a shit show. They vote. And, you know, Mike Pence calls for the vote as the what is it? The, what's the vice president? I know, but like leader, he, Senate, House yeah, leader. Oh. Mm, no, he's he runs. He's the president of the Senate. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so they do. They vote him in. Everybody's fucking pissed off. He's the dude. So. Now you have a very horrible recap with facts I'm sure wrong and all these different things, but you got the base judgment of it. Here's not what I know. Here's my perception. Brett Kavanaugh really comes off like an asshole. And I don't, I, I, you know, I don't know what happened with him and Dr. Ford, right? I am very much in the camp of I use, I believe I believe women, and I and I know that's a blanket statement. That's all sorts of stuff, right? But like I did, I looked into it, right? Because it's something I kicked around. Uh, a 2014 study, one of the largest of its kind, analyzed LAPD police data and estimated the false the rate of false rape reports among cases reported to the L, uh, LAPD in 2008 was 4.5 percent. A 2017 study used FBI data over the five year period from 2006 to 2010 included that approximately five percent of the allegations of rape were deemed false or baseless during that period. A 2016 meta analysis of seven studies addressing the same question estimated 5.2 percent of rape allegations were false. But I think it's very. I, th- I think it's dangerous to say like I believe, and then a broad, like group. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. One out of twenty is a false allegation. Yep. That's still a statistic that I think matters. Yeah. And I think that the most important thing that came out of here is that guy seems like a like. There's something wrong. And that's my yeah. point. So stick with yeah, me right yeah, here. Yeah. Is like I'm. What I'm trying to drive to is, I do not feel as Greg Miller. Internet commenter, I fucking love Assassin's Creed or Odyssey, and I want to talk to you about my fucking dog. I'm equipped to sit here and weigh in on if that sexual assault really happened. Blah, 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 blah. Yada, da, da, da. I think that my interpretation of watching those hearings, of reading this stuff, he doesn't present himself well. He comes off angry. He he definitely let the stress of what was happening in those current circumstances get the better of him, which begs the question, what happens when you have to make a really important decision that can basically affect 318 million Americans? Exactly. That is the, that is the big, that is the crux of what we're talking about here, right? Which is that is this person suited? Well, I mean, you could broaden it out and be like, is any person suited for that? But we have chosen to elect these few people, these people who can do this. Does this guy belong on a, on a place where we expect him to weigh everything evenly and objectively and make the right call. Yep. And for a guy who uh, presented himself at a court hearing, an official hearing like this, uh, I don't necessarily, I'm not inclined to be like, yeah, that guy's my guy. You know, that guy's the guy who's going to do that. I agree. And here's, and here's where I, re- I and this is going to sound terrible. You all know me, I hope, well enough what I'm doing here. I want to try to get away from the hearings as fast as possible. Because I, I think there's definitely another side of the coin to that that is legitimate. If I'm Greg Miller and I'm running for whatever or I'm I'm tr- somehow they're fucking looking at me at Supreme Court and someone pops up to be like, you sexually assaulted me. And I'm like, I know that's a lie, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I again, as a public speaker for years, I feel like I get out there and not lose my shit in front of everyone watching me. But here's my biggest problem Lay with, it on me. With, with what like I feel like you're about to say, which is like we should those moments I, are extreme and if someone loses their shit, that that's more understandable. I'm not saying I, it's under. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I, I, we're not I, fighting I, each I, other. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure that like the man is a judge. Yep. Like right now, sure. Or you know, for the last I think 20 years or something, sure. He's been a judge. That might be wrong. Um, I'll look it up. Yeah, I got I got you. his page up, and I knew um, we were gonna have a lot of questions. He knows 
how he should like react and or how he should act in front of a judge yes. or a court of people that are true trying to understand his point. Yeah. He knows how you're supposed to argue or, or at least he should know. And if he doesn't, he has no place where he was just appointed. Since 2003, he's been U.S. Court of Appeals. Uh, he's been working in the U.S. He's been yeah. a judge there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's and it's and and you know, obviously, this is a a very intense situation that people are being thrown into. But yeah, you know, my my God, my my brain is just like blow, like it's blown away by this. I'm like, this guy needs to be able to deal with these pressures better. You know, yes, he needs, to be, 100%. he needs to be able to do that and, and he's it, not. And so taking out the the actual accusations, yeah, I mean, I think there's a very valid case to be made of like you've you've had trial by fire and you lost. Exactly. Like, you, you didn't work. Are coming, didn't work. You are, look like an asshole. I don't know who you are in yeah. your private life. I don't know shit about you. I know the way you're talking to senators. I know that after he fucking went in on Feinstein, they took a break and he came back or not Feinstein, uh, the, uh, the other female Democratic senator where she was like my father, sorry, I don't remember the one where she is like, my dad's an alcoholic, blah, blah, blah. and he was like, "Well, do you have a drinking problem?" Da da da. And it's that it's that thing of he is flippantly responding and shooting from the hip without thinking of talking, and not he knows all eyes are on him. He knows how fucked up this all is, right? And there's a way to sit there and be like, "Hey, everybody, I'm super angry, and I'm on it because I'm being falsely accused, but I'm going to treat you all with the respect you deserve as well. And don't get me wrong, I understand that, let's say, from his shoes, the Republican side, no one's treating him with that respect, and this is the same problem with fucking politics, not even politics, with America right now, is that no one is willing to be the bigger fucking person. No one is willing to fucking just stand there and be like, I can take it, go ahead. I'm the president of the United States. You can fucking talk shit to me and you can you can vent on me and I can sit here and I can take it and I can be a rational person and yeah. not tweet it to in the fucking morning about some nonsense. Yeah, you would also expect someone who is a, a judge to understand the concept of due process and be able to have patience with that. Now, again, like I can I can in an attempt to to understand his mindset, uh, you are being uh, you are getting elevated to probably what I have to imagine has been a lifelong goal uh, at this point and out of seemingly if you really don't have the perspective that you did something wrong, somebody comes out and says you did something and it can look like a political attack. And so I understand that you would be frustrated, but that is the nature of, of, of this level of, uh, of the game, right? Like you are going to have people who don't want you to be in power and you need to be able to deal with that in a, in, in a, in a manner, especially when there are television cameras on, um, that is going to instill confidence in your ability to do that. So that's that I think is 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 one of the disappointing elements of this. Um, the other is that apparently there were more allegations that just apparently have they been. The, I, and this is where I start to lose a little bit of the information. Is like have they been vetted? Is the FBI looking into those at all, or is, is the well, case I mean, the done? The investigation's closed now, right? That's and that's what Cory Booker was talking about, Democratic senator from New Orleans, right? He was the former. Uh, am I wrong? You're not with me on this one. I'm looking at this. Cory Booker, give me a Google on Cory Booker so yeah. I know where uh, Democratic. Yeah, what he is. Um. His Colorado. whole thing. Colorado, thank you. Oh, that's Cory Gardner. Right. I'm sorry. I'll do myself. I got it. I got it. No, you sure? Because you're just control effing inside an article. That right. I'm not sure if it mentions Cory Booker. <laughs> uh, he was talking about that if at midterms Dems win it back, they're going to push. He'll, they're going to look into impeachment or they're going to look into uh, going after this. Yeah, Cory Booker is a senator for New Jersey, Democrat for New Jersey. Okay, thank you. That makes sense. Uh, th- yeah, they're going to look back into this. And so it's like, it's not over, but it's kind of over. It but then it's, it's also over. this thing and it's a lifelong appointment and it's all this fucking shit. And it's. Let's put it this way if they haven't figured out how to impeach 
Trump by now. They're not gonna. <laughs> they're not gonna spend a lot of time and resources impeaching someone to the Supreme Court. But I mean, <laughs> b- but this is the flip of it, right? That if they got the Senate back, if the, if the midterms sway it back to it is a more liberal uh, Senate and Congress, mm-hmm. then that's a different side, right? In terms of impeachment and going for all this stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, we're, we get a little into the weeds too, but you're like the, the whole concept is these people are supposed to be sort of on some level of an impeachability, unimpeachability. So no, I don't know, I, I don't I know think, how that works. I think that there is a process. Oh, I'm sure there is. I mean, yeah. someone's because yeah. they get that it's they don't get God status, and it's like, will yeah, it happen? It's supposed of course, to be hard not. to take no. them out. Of no, office. this is no. all done. It's the same thing with Trump. Or no, Trump's done. It's it's yeah. This is how it is. Strap the fuck in and wait. It's yeah. It's it's really um. It, it's difficult because my perspective on this issue is is going to be different than, say, like my wife's perspective on the issue. Right. And and so I've heard I've seen a lot of criticism. I've seen a lot of both sides of people who kind of are arguing different points of it. And I would just say, like, you know, just be aware of first off, be aware of everyone's perspective on this, because this is going to affect a lot of people differently. But the thing that that is that is breaking my heart on this is that, you know, there have been time and times again when I've seen um, people in my life that I really love and trust. Um, who look at this and say this is just a yet another example of our society not really um, saying that they respect us. A hundred percent. And that is that that sucks, right? Yes. I don't like that. My wife has to live in a world where she feels that the governing body is, for all intents and purposes, doesn't give a shit about her. Now I know I'm broad, painting in broad strokes, and I know that there are a lot of people out there that are good, like you know, in politics for the betterment of people, and that there is a fight that needs to be had still, but. You know, you, you hear a lot like I think I think people, especially guys, you know, feel like there's some sort of attack happening. And I'm like, it's not necessarily about that. It's more about, you know, really looking at these people who we're trying to elevate as and expecting them to be perfect human beings. And then when they fall short of it, just like, ah, it's OK, it's fine. Like that was a long time ago. And it's like, well, I don't I don't know if that's necessarily like something that we should be giving a pass to. And like as far as I'm concerned, yes. there's two perspectives on this, right? There's the perspective of, did he do it? And if he did do it, how long ago, you know, you always hear this argument of like, well, how long ago is someone supposed to be accountable for their actions, right? Like if it was 30 or 40 years ago, is that, are they supposed to be accountable for that? My personal perspective is I'm like, yeah, I think they are, right? Like I think, I, I know that you were a different person in high school and that you did things in high school that maybe you didn't have the correct perspective on. Yeah. But, but like, you still you did You still them. did them, yeah. Right. This is the crux of, I think, what we talk about all the time. I'm kind of funny. We're taking it to a much darker place and a much higher level, right? But it is and the thing of... Yes, we've all done stupid fucking oh, yeah. shit growing up that we regret and we are sorry for. And I'd like to think we apologize for it and talk about it. And we own that experience and come out and say this, that, and the other, right? Yeah. Like, I understand, like, if Kavanaugh did this, of course, he's not going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa right? He's it, what it, the, saying, what's the statute of limitations on it? Being a different person. Yes, that is a complicated issue. And it starts with him going, yeah, I did do that. I was yeah. drunk and I was stupid at a party and I've regretted it and I've apologized to her and I feel horrible. Like, yeah. None of that's happened. And, it, and again, maybe it didn't happen, period. But I'm saying that's where we can start with a conversation yeah. of like, cool, what is forgiveness? Because this goes back to the Mike Tyson stuff, right? Of like the uh, topic to on the, the Gog yeah. episode about it where like, you know, everybody loves Mike Tyson. It's like, wait, he raped somebody and went to jail for it. Yeah. But he went to jail for it. So should we forgive him or is he rape us right. the rest of his life and he should never have? And it's just yeah. like, and that same conversation, the by the way, is, is being this? echoed a lot with Louis C.K. right now at the moment because he's he's coming back. And a lot of people are like, you're not really 
like showing the general public that you are remorseful about this. Right. You're not coming back in a way that a, the, the vast majority of people are feeling like you are actually sorry and have realized that you've done something wrong. And I, you know, I hear time and time again, like there has to be space for us to forgive people. And I a hundred percent agree, but you Listen, have to own up. You were wrong. Well, that's my thing is if I ever did anything wrong, like I would want people to forgive me. I would want to find a way back to, to make amends for what I have done because that's the right thing to do. I don't think anyone's perfect. People make mistakes. Yeah. You know, uh, people, do stupid things and people make mistakes and they have to pay for them and that's just the way it goes um but there is a it's one of those things where you see like a guy like louis ck and you see him you hear how he's coming back and you hear how he's starting to do stage time and the jokes that he's doing and how he really hasn't it, it just doesn't seem to me that he's approaching this from a sincere uh perspective it seems that he's approaching his comeback from a perspective of a very PR perspective of like, it, it feels like there are people behind going like, at the time's now. You You've sat out long enough. You people have kind of right? They've as got another to, fish to fry. As opposed to potentially like um, figuring out a more organic way to to make amends for what he's done. Now, I know he's like lost money on it. And I know that some people have said, you know, I, I'm, I'm speaking. This is that's, that's the extent I know about Louis C.K.'s comeback. I just know that he, he went back up and said some jokes that were off color. Has he done um, it again since that yeah, first he's night? Gone back up again. Okay, I haven't heard yeah. anything about that since the first night. Um, and so, you know, it's it's one of those things where, like, as a person who's who goes up on stage and talks about these things, like, you should be the better person and go up and talk about this. Like, why aren't you having this? Sure. Like, how about this instead of shying away from it and realizing that your career, like, trying to get back to where your career was, maybe we just have to take another path with this and you're having a maybe go on stage with these girls that you do this to and have a dialogue about it. Let's listen to them. What do they talk about? Sure. You know, maybe call a club and be like, I'm booking five shows for these people. Yeah. And I'm, calling every single, I'm calling every single person I know and going, Hey, hire them because they can't get jobs probably now. Like people aren't going to want to work with them and that's bullshit. And that's the back to the thing here with Dr. Ford, right? Of like in the Kavanaugh thing, when he calls out that this is like, reverberations of a Clinton like the revenge plot it's like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about but it's more the thing of like for the I don't this woman of course is getting death threats now and she can't go to her house right now and it's just like I don't think anyone came in with a giant check and was like do this right like I don't I, I do you think uh, here you know what I know about Anita Hill she accused Clarence Thomas of showing her his yeah. penis to her once uh, that woman has probably had amazing jobs, has a great education, has a, a, a wonderful family, does amazing things now. That's all I know about her, right? And I know that she fucking went to bat and lost. I'm sure Dr. And Ford, who in her speech, in her, exactly, <laughs> in her speech is like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. I believe her. I believe her. I don't think that this was a weird thing. And so it's, or a, a weird, you know, uh, I don't think it was cash grab, yeah, publicity. She's a fucking either. doctor in you know, Palo Alto. Let's, let's, put it, let's put it in terms of, uh, you know, he is sitting, he just got uh, confirmed yeah. and she's getting death threats. So you tell me, is that like what what in your life, what amount of money would you be willing to do something for to compromise your integrity and your morals enough and so that you'd have to deal with death and threats so th and, and having that for the rest of your life? And again, I'm I, I believe her. It's right? a hard one. And I don't. Yeah, of course, there's a, the whole conversation's hard. Again, let's get away from the hearings and get away from all of that. Sure. Then the fucking putrid response from vocal members of the Republican Party about mm -hmm. this. Right. From tr Trump's goddamn speech, tr tearing her apart. You know what I mean? Being like, oh, I couldn't remember this, but only like, come the fuck on, dude. Again, someone just be the bigger person. Shut the fuck up. You won. It's yeah. over. Congratulations. You know, well, this fucking beers for Brett bullshit with the champagne and shit. Fuck off. Like so many of these people just shut the fuck up. You've won. You're in power. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Don't be these. You're all being cartoon supervillains and not all of you. 
There's plenty of Republicans. I don't, don't fucking know. That just do their thing. People don't stand power Politicians. without, uh, like, waking gloating? everyone. No, it's not gloating. It's bringing attention, being like, see, we were right. It, it's 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 like kind of brainwashing. It, it's very sure, much it's like, propaganda. Yeah, it, we're the exactly, winning team. Yeah, it's propaganda. We're the winners here. They were wrong the whole time. Keep believing us, because that like that's the way. The only way things are gonna get better. And so and now it's, it's just, the conversation of well, uh, you see everybody doing. It. We're doing it right now as we talk to you. You still have time to make sure you're registered to vote for November. Go fucking make sure you're registered to vote for November. And again. I'm not saying that as someone who's clearly has, has liberal leaning, I assume, and the fact that I want everyone's fucking birth control cover. Uh, the fucking fact that uh, go represent yourself. Just go out there and represent your point of view. Because that's the thing I struggle with, right? And we, it, we had hints of this a couple weeks ago in the Game Over Greggy show of would you uh, abandon the United States or whatever? Would you mm-hmm. leave the United States, right? Is that I feel every day the country is becoming more and more not reflective of the country and what I believe in in America is, right? And... I sit here and I have this conversation and they're like, oh man, would I ever leave and yada yada. I understand that on the other side right now, the winning side, where they're like, everything's going the way we want. You've had eight years where you were like, man, I don't know what this fucking country is anymore. And so that's a weird thing for me to wrestle with. That if again we go and everybody goes to vote in November and it comes back that nope, everyone's really good with this. Everyone's really happy with how things are going. It's gonna be like all right, like I, the, the majority spoke, I guess, and I, I can sit here and be vocal that I don't like that and I don't like this. Yeah, I think the I mean, thing to remember it's the majority that votes. Spoke. I know, I know, I know, and I know. It, but it like, very much, this is the thing. Yeah, if the fucking past year and a half hasn't motivated the people who are like, I don't give a shit to get out and give a shit, we're fucked. I yeah, I totally agree, and yeah. I, I don't want to say I, I've given up, but it's just like people. Well, it's demoralizing, yeah. and this is and this is the problem too. Yeah. Of course, is what. Again, with the constant showboating, uh, fucking shitting all over people. And again, I, I, I don't want to say Republicans. Because again, I, I, I long for the days. I, and I, and I, it's another, there's a loaded conversation, obviously, in a million different mm-hmm. ways. I long for the days where you could just converse about politics. Yeah. And, you could, and I, I feel like it still happens. You go to a party and you don't agree on an issue and you talk it out. And you're like, all right, you know what I mean? It's just that when we get to something as big as Trump, do you, how could you support it? You know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. What I'm saying, the gloating Republicans, this is not, I'm talking about very specific people. I'm mostly not even talking about the, the uh, support base, the foundation of it, right? Like, the Republicans I know in my life aren't fucking texting me no, or sh- shitting on, you know what I mean? Like, I'm talking about the people with fucking beers for bread and all this crap. Well, the clips that you've seen. Sure, yeah. Uh, talking heads and all this shit yeah. and yada, 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 right? Senators and stuff getting interviewed and, and so stuff the that's qu- being largely propagated by the social media. The question is, as we run up to general. November now, yeah. have people. Not woken up because are they going to get off their asses and are they going to get out there and they're going to do all this stuff and you you can't call the ball yet you know what I mean I, did you see all the Taylor Swift stuff yeah no I did not I so she released her statement finally and Ta- then Trump was like I like your music twenty five percent less so Taylor Swift put up an Instagram post that was basically like hey I usually don't get political uh, I don't blah blah, blah and I don't want to infringe it was this giant post that's basically like the woman running for you know, I forget what in Tennessee. I'm not gonna. She's Republican. I'm not voting for her. Like I can't I, back her. Basically, I can't, I can't back, back anybody who doesn't back equal rights for all. And she's talking about LGB, LGBTQ stuff. And she's talking about women's rights and all this jazz, right? So yeah, she put out that statement, right? Um, Huckabee fucking went on Twitter and he's like, "I'm all for Taylor Swift being political, but it just sucks that like 13 year olds can't vote, kind of thing." And I'm I'm generalizing it, but that's pretty much the exact thing of it, right? Yes, Trump got asked about it, and he's like, "I I I like her music 25 percent less." I saw that quote, cold on a page, maybe 
it was a more jovial tone he gave or whatever. Who knows what, what the fuck? Doesn't matter, right? The thing about to this. Be fair, that's probably the most measured response Trump's ever done to a tweet before in his life. Where I was like, oh. Taylor Swift, you know? I was like, that is actually kind of a clever tweet. I, this is making the rounds one. today, but of course, I'll just read. I don't know where I pulled it from. Sorry. Voting, re- voting registrations nationwide and in Tennessee have significantly increased just a day after sa- singer Taylor Swift posted a rare political mm-hmm. Instagram post. According to Vote.org on Monday, nationwide, there have been 51,308 new registrations in the past 24 hours. It also saw a general spike in website traffic in the last 24 hours with uh, 155,940 unique visitors. In the state of Tennessee, 2,811 registrations from September increased to 3,582 in October so far, and 2,144 of those were in the last 36 hours, according to the website. 2,000 plus in the last 36 hours. That's awesome. Because she made this thing up. And so that's the thing of, we're saying it, vote. She's saying about, I'm, I'll, I'll take credit for all the traffic everyone's about yeah, to get definitely. on Friday when this goes up. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, like, again, I'm not trying to turn this into a war between the kind of funny best friends and the YouTube comments. And I know YouTube comments can't be saved. But it's that thing is if you don't agree, oh, <laughs> if you don't I agree you guys out there. with what we talk discourse. about, how we say about it or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, totally. I get that. You just vote as well. Yeah, like, doesn't I don't matter. I just, want it, I just want it to be. Is this because re- like I look at this and this is what I was talking about the other day, right? On the would you leave this country thing and where we are all felt, right? Like, I look at all this and it just feels, and again, this is me personally, it feels like the bad guys keep winning. It feels like the bad stuff keeps happening. And my question is, again, just let me go for one second on this rant. Sorry, Kev. Is the fact that I get that the other side felt like the bad guys must have been winning before. And I try to put myself back into my shoes as somebody who wasn't, I mean, I try to put myself back when W was in charge. And be like, I remember being like, this is a war for oil. And I remember this, that we weren't motivated right. Did I feel this disenfranchised? Did I feel this worn down by all this shit? And then I got to stop and wonder, is it always like this for an adult in the political scheme? Was it always this bad when I was growing up? And it was fucking Reagan. It was Bush. It was. And I, and I mean, Obama and Clinton, too. But was it, did it always seem like we were this off the rails as a political system? I ask my mother that all the time and she's like it's never been this bad no and i think the reason i mean i've been alive for now since reagan and uh i think the the thing that you're seeing now is that you because of trump trump has allowed a lot of the facade to be torn away from politics and a lot of people are saying oh it's it's the worst it's ever been and i don't i i think socially yes because what you're seeing is that he's allowing everyone else in the political sphere to be uh, to let their true colors shine through so i think what we're seeing is i i don't think that you can point to an era in the last 60 years where you can point to all the politicians and be like great people Right. Of course. These are great people on either side. This is a this is a job that by definition of you trying to get means you have to do whatever it takes to get and then you have to do whatever it takes to keep. So it's going to attract a certain level of person who is willing to compromise a lot of morals and a lot of anything they stand for in order to get and stay in power. Right. But before Trump, they at least were like, we can't let people know what we really think. And now all bets are off and we're starting to see people just respond to stuff because they can get away with it and because other people are responding to it positively. And so that's the thing that I'm most disappointed of, but I'm also but I also wonder I'm like I, I wonder the long-term effects of this because in a lot of ways we're shedding some of the um the facade and the superficial nature of politics for the last like 
70, 80 years where now people are just like, I'm going to say whatever I want to say. And there's that power in it and it's affecting change. In my opinion, not necessarily the best change, but you have politicians who are going out there and like weirdly telling the truth and it's horrible truths. And people are like, all right. And it's like, whoa, this is, a, it's just a weird environment for me. Like you have the president of the United States, like talking shit to people. And it's like, and everybody's it's fine acceptable. With it. yeah. And, that's and the, it's so and weird. That, and that's the thing I just can't, wrap my head around is that I get I'm a Republican I'm conservative these are my values da 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 it's people treating people like complete fucking shit yeah publicly not hiding it being assholes and again I understand this on both sides I'm not trying to say that but like you look at that you're like that's who I want as my president who goes to the UN and gets laughed at they didn't laugh with you motherfucker they laughed <laughs> at you because that was a stupid fucking thing to say you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? It's this thing. Uh, it's been going around and getting escalated. This New York Times piece that's the first one I saw. Major, cli- clim- uh, major climate report describes a strong risk of crisis as early as 2040. Everybody see this? Mm-hmm. Like, we're already fucked. Like, it's it, uh, a landmark report from the United Nations Scientific Panel on Climate Change paints a far more dire picture of the immediate consequences of climate change than previously thought and says that avoiding the damage requires transforming the world economy at a speed and scale that has no documented historic precedent. The report, issued on Monday by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, a group of scientists convened by the United Nations to guide world leaders, describes a world of worsening food shortages and wildfires and a mass die-off of coral reefs as soon as 2040, a period well within the lifetime of many of the global of much of the global population. The report is, quote, quite a shock and quite concerning, said Bill Hare, an author in previous IPCC report, uh, reports and physis- physician, nope, Physicist with Climate Analysis, a nonprofit organization. We were not aware of this just a few years ago. The report was the first to be commissioned by world leaders under the Paris Agreement, the 2015 pact by nations to fight global warming. Of course, this is the same pact Trump is trying to leave. This is the same thing where they were like, if you go over your emissions, we're going to charge you something ridiculous like $77 per cubic ton or whatever the fuck, whatever they're, and, and, and Trump's trying to get it, or already did, I think, get it down in America to like $4. And it's this thing of, this hurtling thing of how can we sit there and look at scientists and be like, no, thank you. We don't need that information. Like, how is anyone this greedy? How is anyone this closed minded? And like, this is, there was a great comic on Reddit back when it was still funny about this shit, like a year and a half ago, I remember. Of, it was like, it's just an editorial cartoon, right? Of like all the information about climate change and stuff. And it was just like basically, yeah, but you're telling me we're going to, you know, make the oceans cleaner. We're going to bring, we're going to make the, we're going to do all this great stuff. But what if you're wrong? And it's like, what the answer is, what if you're wrong about climate? The world is just a better place. Yeah. It's less polluted. It's less polluted. It's nicer for your grandchildren that you think you fucking act like you care so much about. You know what I mean? And like the, the back to the gloating and shitbagging of the, certain people that I can't remember. The Republican who put up the photo of the baby and is like, in a couple more months, it'll be, or soon it'll be illegal for uh, her to be aborted or whatever. You know what I mean? Basically saying they're going to overturn Roe v. Wade, right? And it's like, we do such a shitty job of caring for people in fucking so many situations. Like, fucking pay for birth control. It's simple. Help teach this in schools. Why are we not? Why are we trying to go backwards with all this stuff? I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, basically, but the at the at the heart of it, I think, is just this concept of like 
your team versus my team, right? It's the system, exactly. It's the system and why are we like this? To. How can we possibly still be like? I haven't this. quite figured it out because I'll be the per- first person to admit that I'm, I have a lot of conservative tendencies, you know, and. Uh, like it's when it's, you say that, what does that mean? Well, I just mean like I don't believe in I don't believe that the government is the end all be all answer to everyone's problems. I, don't I agree think with that, that too. I think that we have a lot of programs that if you look into, I think we probably could cut back and I save agree a lot with of money that there. Too. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, I, I'll but I'm a, a walking uh, a not like I don't know the term for, but I, but I have a lot of uh, uh, polar opposites in me, right? Too, which is like I don't uh, necessarily. I mean, I also think that we should have uh, universal health care. Right. So at the same time, I realized that saying like cutting government spending and also having universal health care is a kind of in physical impossibility. But I do believe that we have fundamentally failed every human being in this country by not offering them at least the very basic uh, necessity of being able to walk into a hospital when they're sick and walk out not sick anymore. Yeah. You know, I think it's absurd that not like, like our health care system exactly. right now is I don't think people realize this, especially young people. But I don't think you understand how dire our health care system is right now. Like our First off, my my personal policy has skyrocketed. So every time I go, I do anything, I get charged like two or three hundred dollars for it. And we have a we have actually decent health care. Uh, secondly, people are going bankrupt if you get sick. Like the only raise, way to really not go bankrupt is to not get sick, and that's not really a reality that we can bet on, right? I can't be like, hey guys, I got the I got the cure for everything. Don't get it. Like you can't, you know what I mean? Like that's completely fundamentally and, absurd. And again, so I just think goes- our, our priorities are out of whack. But it's because our system has been boiled down to these two parties that I guarantee there are Democrats who are like, I don't agree with all this shit either. But oh my I have God, to. totally. I have to because that's how you get elected and that's how you stay in power. And it's just yeah, completely no, and, absurd. Yeah, and I'm not trying to beat up on just the Republican Party. The Democrat Party is also totally fucked up too. Politics is totally fucked yeah. up. I've hated this forever, and that's why I'm a registered independent like, in the way of like I want to decide as we go. But every time as we go now, it's just like, well, fuck it, <laughs> fuck you, Kevin. I'm fuck a fucking hippie. <laughs> you know, and I mean that's the thing. I mean that, that that's so sad because I bet if you talk to any single person listening to this, if, if if you were able to sit down with everyone that's listening to this podcast and ask them about their political views, you'd hear a lot of discrepancies as far as like what the parties would tout, right? I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that are like, yeah, I agree that this is good, this is bad, and those two are on pol- on di- diametrically opposed positions politically. Because everyone's different. And that's the other problem is that we're trying to set policy for hundreds of millions of people at the same time. And that's just a really hard thing to do. It's hard to have a broad set policy that pleases every single person. So, yeah, they're going to go. We're going to go in eight year trends. And guess what? Trump's probably going to get reelected. That's just what's going to happen, because that usually is what happens. And that's, you know, part of me says good, because then we'll just stave off disaster of him running again in 10 years. Like, let's just get it all done now, right? Rip the bandaid off and just get the eight years done and then have the pol- have the have you know the pendulum swing the other way and then we'll hear all the Republicans yell about, uh, you know, a Democrat being in office for, for eight more years like we did when Obama was in office. Um, to answer your question about Bush, though, like, no, people don't look back in the same light with him because we had September 11th and that was a big watershed moment where all where that galvanized our country. Oh, and, yeah, no, no, but that's a separate topic of the conversation. Yeah, I, I also think it's just that, Bush. I mean... I just don't think it was like this. You know what I mean? I just don't think it was well, like this. It wasn't no, it was, because we had people, they were better at selling the lies to people. Sure. Cheney was like, oh, we're going to go to this. You're like, weapons terrified of, mass of that, destruction. man. I just love all believe what he says. Yeah. But also, we, know there like, we weren't having a president that was like attacking people on Twitter. No, George W. Or mocking. Do you, do you remember what people said was one of the reasons they wanted to vote for George W. Bush? It's the same reason they wanted to have a beer with him. And that's every president. You go back and look at that guy and you're like, he parties. He fucking parties. And I would, I would like, 
I wasn't the biggest fan of the guy, but I was like, I, I see why people would like him because he's very personable, right? And at no point did he ever go on Twitter. I don't think Twitter was a thing when he but was here. But he would go on and walks and have interviews, and people would ask him questions, and he would answer and be like, you have no idea what the fuck you're oh, talking no. about. He doesn't, but neither does but Trump. But he seemed so good-natured. He seemed really good-natured. Yeah. You know? Give me that at least. But at least he didn't incite, like... You know, he didn't he imbue hatred like a, like a lot of people see in, yeah. in Trump, right? And that's that's the hard thing is that, you know, the, the presidency is not something that I necessarily would ever want to do. That's a very difficult job to have because sure. you have to mean so much to so many people. And inevitably, I've, you know, again, I've been alive since 1980. I've seen a lot of presidents. I've never seen one president that universally was loved by everyone. There's always people who critique people because there's people that live in different circumstances. We all come from different backgrounds, different circumstances, different socioeconomic statuses. That's just the way it's going to have to be. The importance is being able to have that conversation and find some level of middle ground. And I feel like that's what you're responding to right now is that it does doesn't feel like our country is everyone's cool in their jets and we're coming together to have a conversation. It feels like everyone's going to their corners for, and waiting for the. I mean, bell we've to been ring. in our corners forever. That's the pro- and I mean, and I mean forever in a loose term. Now, I mean definitely in the run up to this election well, or to Trump's years, election, yeah. right? I, like, I mean, I think it goes even further than that. I think a lot of this can be, in my opinion, blamed on social media making the world smaller and mm-hmm. therefore more people that share the same beliefs can come together. And talk easier, and yeah. that's and that's that definitely is, that can be problematic. That's definitely something but it's I struggle good, with obviously. preparing for yeah, this topic, obviously. right? Where for a long time with the Kavanaugh stuff, uh, I watched a little bit live, but was mainly seeing other reactions, and I've seen just over and over and over my circle of friends, my echo chamber yeah. talking about this, right? And it is like, oh my god, blah blah. And I go and I watch the video, and he is emotional, and he is mad, and he is acting weird. And but again, I do have to look at that other side of like. But what if I was up there? But then again, stick with me. Stick with me. What if I was up there? And then it is that thing of like, well, again, if I was up there, I wouldn't have been a judge for the last, uh, you know, at least uh, 15 years, right? I wouldn't have been presenting myself in this area for a, a certain degree, right? And it's similar to the um, today as we record this this morning on the morning show, it broke. James Gunn is being uh, talked is talking with Warner Brothers about taking over Suicide Squad, right? He's writing it and I being eyed to direct as of this as of recording. Oh, that's this. the latest update. Yeah, he's. I, I no, thought IO9 was like they're in talks about they're it. They're talking to him about writing it and they're theorizing okay. oh, that yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. maybe he'll direct it also. That's it's so sad that he'd have to deal with all the, the baggage. He, he's going to regret it. He's going to retcon it. It's going to be great. Anyways, <laughs> before we get too off track, yeah, I yeah. put up the tweet of like, fuck yes, awesome, I can't wait kind of thing. You know what I mean? And I was kind of shocked to see, again, Echo Chamber, I guess, and I'm sure we'll get a whole bunch of feedback on this episode. People being like, oh my God, I guess it's okay for him to say horrible things, but not Trump, right? And it's like, yes. Yes, it's okay for a director to say horrible yeah. things and not the president of your country. I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. No, I agree with what you just said <laughs> in this fact. It's okay for a director, whatever it was, 10, 15 years ago to say something when he was early 30s. Early 30s when Trying anybody, to be you know controversial. He's fucking being, he's a trauma director and those films are a whole different thing. Da, 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 and fucking... 60 year old Donald Trump on a uh, bus with Billy Bush talking about grabbing someone's pussy and making out with him. Yeah, there's a difference there. There's a big difference there big outside difference. of like what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, yes, 100%. God. There's a big difference if Greg Miller right now was this, we we're talking about a video game and I was like, fucking game's gay versus Greg Miller in college calling Jason uh, goes to hell or at, what was the one who was in space? J- Jason uh, X. Jason, Jason X. X being gay. Yeah, big difference. Well, that movie was great. That's the, but that's the conversation with my friend Graham that turned it all around. Where he's like, "What do you mean? That's not what you mean. Yeah. You don't mean gay that way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 
Yes, mm-hmm. you get older, the the fucking and what you're more right. worldly. Yes, your view broadens. You understand the ramifications. Of everything yeah, like you fucking do. Three hundred Trumps, but also, just gonna get it. You know, I will. I will throw this out there too, as far as, far as you know, the defense of James Gunn as well. Like he was experimenting with being a provocateur and a comedian and throwing out comedic statements that he didn't mean. There's a big difference. He's making jokes that. on it into a Twitter box that nobody understands. Well, making jokes into into the ethosphere to get a rise out of people and to get an emotional. He's response. not the president of the United States yeah. making yeah. fun of the, sexual the, assault yeah, victims. The difference is Trump they can't remember details and shitting on them. Yeah, and, and fucking or so many other things that he's done. Like, of course, if, I know. If, even if this person's well, totally in, like, didn't didn't. If, if Brett Kavanaugh didn't do anything, like Donald Trump has still made fun of people with like uh, cerebral palsy and dis- <laughs> yeah, other disabilities and mocked them. Not just on Twitter, on like a but stage see, in front of hundreds this, and, of people and, and the world. When we talk to, when we talk about comedy, and this is why I will I will support James Gunn, um, given all the re, all the all the stuff we know about him right now, is because when you go out there to make a joke, uh, the intent is to entertain people. It's not to offend people or to strike fear into the hearts of people. With Trump, I don't think he cares one way or the other what his how his words affect people, and that to me. For a person who has that many responsibilities in the world, is um, that's not good. That doesn't instill confidence, and that's not the person that I want to be my leader. I want my leader to be tolerant. I don't want my leader to think it's acceptable to hurt people's feelings or just be ultimately mean or cruel just for the sake of being mean or cruel because that's how you felt like you wanted to be in that moment. You know, the president should be better. We should expect better from our leaders. We should all be better. Yeah, that's the biggest. That's my take. But I mean, you're also asking like with with gun, like you're asking for someone who is doing a creative uh, process to be creative. Right. And that's why that was why I was so taken aback by that was I was like, first off, he recognized that the jokes that he made were jokes, but that are they're also in poor taste. And he 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 felt bad about it. He apologized years before. Yeah. You know, it's like, but have you ever heard Trump be wrong or apologize about anything? Yeah. That's a physical impossibility, right? Yeah. How many times have you lived your life for a year perfectly where you didn't do anything wrong or make a mistake or say something you weren't supposed to say? This is ridiculous. This is completely ridiculous that we have this double down mentality in Washington. It's just absurd. And honestly, it's like a self it's like a self-serving cycle where like the more he does it, the more radical the base gets, the more he's like, I can't back down from anything now. So I have to double down on anything. And it's like absurd. Right. And it also doesn't help to paint the other picture that. Matt Damon goes on SNL and immediately makes a mockery and a joke out of Brett Kavanaugh and then takes all of the importance of the, you know, in my opinion, I think that was a mistake. I think they, they, I like, didn't see this. I didn't see this. He went on and he did Brett Kavanaugh that Saturday and he got really angry and it was about beer and the devil's triangle and all this stuff. And it made a meme out of it the next day. And I'm like, I don't know if that's necessarily the right tactic, right? Because then that shows anyone that may have had a different perspective on the other side that we're just going to fucking boil this down to the basis comic comedic elements. Right. And I just don't know. Like, I love SNL, don't get me wrong, but I question what, how much they've actually been able, how much good they've done versus how much bad they've done sure. in the past few years. And with Kavanaugh, I'm like, it's almost, it's just such a weird, surreal world we live in where I go on Instagram and the next day it's like a Kavanaugh beer shirt. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? This is a real, this, is, this shit has real, real world ramifications. And we're all looking at it like it's entertainment. Yeah. And I just don't know. And again, I think that that does come from Saturday Night Live. And that does come from a lot of the media of like, they're making money off this shit. And, and I'm torn because I think on, on the one hand, I'm like, it's hilarious and it's great satire. But on the other hand, I'm like, is it doing what satire is supposed to do, which is make both sides think? 
Like satire is not just supposed to be like a money grab or like a, or everyone's gonna be funny. It's supposed to like it's supposed to say something and like actually make people's perspectives like broaden a little bit with this. And I don't know if we we're doing that these days. And I say we because I try to do that when I go up on stage too, sure. fail miserably. Sure. But that's, I mean, we all do it on all these shows. That's right? what we're supposed to be doing, right? Is when I say when when we're entertaining people, we're supposed to be adding to their lives, not necessarily detracting from it. So I don't know. It's it's a, just a weird world we live in right now. Exactly. And I think so. Yeah, you know, social media is a part of it. That's what we're talking about, right? Where it is that fucking heartbreaking mashup of on Saturday, right? When this happened, when they confirmed him, right? Like the women in my life who I follow and things who are sexual assault victims, right? Or survivors, probably is a better way to say it. Uh, you know, talking about like I have to cancel my plans and step away from everything today. I can't fucking deal yes. with it. I can't believe it's yeah. happening. Mashed up with someone. Tweeting about a soccer match or me putting on an Assassin's Creed screenshot or you know what I mean? It's like yeah, it's, it's this weird thing where I love social media and I think it gets a bad rap a lot of times. But then it is this interesting, weird fucking mashup of similar to what I always talk about with the news cycles. Right. And I always go back to that Ferguson episode with us where I was so fucking angry at the end of it. And I was like, it just doesn't matter because next week something else is going to happen. The week after that, there's always going to be another thing to get us away from actually ever focusing on something. Right. Yeah. And it's what you're talking about, too. Like. The Matt Damon thing makes it go, goes from, oh, ha, 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 like, or it's like, holy shit, this is a serious thing. This guy got fucked. A, a bad guy is doing something bad to, oh, now it's just a joke. And then now it's Sunday and football's on. Oh, fuck, now it's a month. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, just, you get away from that outrage you have. And I yeah. think that's what you see everybody right now with the, hey, fucking make sure you registered to vote is, is, hey, you were mad about something in the last year and a half. Fucking make sure you're registered to vote so you can change that, so you can be a part of this, so you can do one way or the other. Whoever, you know, we actually act like we had a, all had a say in this. Yeah. And I think, you know, just that's the thing, though. Like, I don't, I don't want to be too overcritical of like an SNL. I feel, feel Fuck bad you, for, for Michael. <laughs> <laughs> nah, because kidding, I do think they've done a lot of good, and I do think that that's important. And I think that's, a, I think that's an important medium for people to, to like experience these things through and to kind of see a different perspective on it. And I do think comedy has its place of like taking this thing out of things so you can broach the topic without having the enormity of it like you know uh collapse on top of you um like a dying star like a dying star forged in the heart of a dying star uh but yeah i think that this one is uh this one feels like a loss like an l and uh you got it we got to get back out there and fighting we don't have a chance we don't have a choice you know if anyone's if anyone's feels like uh this was not a good thing then yeah we got to do something about it and that's, that's, that's the importance. It's a great point. Make sure you register to vote one way or the other so everybody's represented. Rock the vote. And you, Amy Gilroy, don't try to vote over here. And right? you know what? If you can figure out a way to get everybody No, your no, we're not. We need it to be fucking Similar legal. to how Greg tried to uh, run for office in Canada. You know what? Well, we won't talk about that. This has been the Game Over Greggy Show each and every week. Four, sometimes two. Best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny where you can get each and every episode early along with... That pre and post show. Yeah, that's right. We're about to go even longer into the post show right now live on patreon.com slash kind of funny. And if you're watching later, that early access video that goes up every Friday for 10 bucks has the pre and post show as well. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, it's been our pleasure to serve you.